Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous and our Numenera campaign, Rising Helix. This is episode one, Bizarre Bizarre. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. We are Occultus Anonymous. As many of you know, we like playing games and being goofy. Uh, we're going to get into something real fun, involving a mix of fantasy and sci-fi in a moment. But before we do so... As usual, we'd like to thank both Roll20 and the Onyx Path and all our Patreon supporters, viewers like you. So, without further ado, I'm going to read the names of all those who so generously give us cash to be silly every week. Those names are Adele, Ethan Alice the Mad, Al, Alexander Williams, Alzerit, Benjamin is an awesome name, I swear. Bernie. Buck Gregory. Chris Handforth. Display name number 4621. Doc Emil. Fuse82. George. James Winfield. Jason Vines. John Fitzgerald. John Hall. Joss Drew. Camo. Catfeathers. Klaus. Long live the Queen. Melissa. Michael. Milo V3. Ms. Grumpy. Moku, Mozart D Minor, Other Guy, Perry, Fug, Porter, Puppeteer, Riafio, Ryan, Sean Kelleher, Chiksara, Taryn Stevens, The Cha Cha Schism, A, Thomas Vogel, Toast, Vortex Falcon 00, Why Gender When You Can Serve the Iron Pyramid, and Zoltan Kameni. Thank you, everyone. We love playing games. We hope you love watching them. The game we're going to start now is uh, called Numenera. Those of you unfamiliar with the setting, it's a uh, far future high fantasy all at the same time. A billion years in the making after eight marvelous or infamous civilizations have come and gone. We walk through the ground down dust of their achievements as we attempt to forge a future more hopeful and more resilient than the ones that came before us. And our story begins, as most do, in a colorful place. We have four interesting characters who all have arrived for one reason or another in a place called Sirio. A fabled town that calls home once a year to something called Hakon's Bazaar. Hakon's Bazaar occurs on the eve of Serial's conjunction. It's one of the largest bazaars that happens anywhere in the continent and happens for only a single day as all the sellers hastily assemble colorful stalls in the middle of the desert on the border of the Steadfast and the beyond. I wonder, on this day, on the eve of Sirio's conjunction, why would the four of you have made your way down to Hakon's Bazaar? Before you answer that question, certainly there are many things you can know and find in this place. Hakon's Bazaar is known for allowing you to purchase virtually anything for the right price. 
It's filled with myriad colorful materials and structures of sometimes unknown function or just curiosity. And it is figuratively known in some places as the pickpocket Olympics because (laughs) almost anyone will be there with almost anything on their possession. And if you can get away with the most valuable item and prove it to other pickpockets, you might be able to garner tremendous esteem. I love this already. This is is a disaster waiting to happen. (laughs) I think Blaze is there because he's sure that Faye is going to be getting into trouble. Oh, please. I'm just okay. looking at people's junk. That came out wrong. Don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no restrictions here. Uh, no. A lot no, of opportunities for people. That's going to go in a mug. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, Faye, Faye is here to like, he does one of two. He probably has a booth. It's devoid of like selling stuff Ooh, other than okay, just yeah. like a little sign that says, we'll fix your shit. Uh-huh. Or scrap it. <laughs> oh, okay. That and, sounds good. Yeah, and that's that's the whole idea. He either can do it, maybe he can fix it for you, and there you go, or nah, it's really busted, and yoink. Uh, <laughs> and who wouldn't trust the face of a man with, you know, sockets and plugs and all sorts of other stuff, his hair all shaved down to, you know, nice shiny bald and yeah, I mean, and Blaze is here. Bla- I mean, Bla- Blaze, you'll tell everybody that I'm I'm a upstanding citizen person. Are you too willing to <laughs> to elaborate on your character's description for everyone? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll finish off, and then Craig can basically copy me, uh, <laughs> because we are the like worst wonder twins. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, because of his his background and and his childhood, uh, Faye has uh, straight out of the Matrix plugs all over his body. Um, some of them look like they're still active. Some are uh, might be a little more rusted and like covered over uh, intentionally. So, you know, nothing gets in there. Um, you get a little bit of circuitry kind of expanding out from some of them. Um, he and he's definitely on the more um gaunt side if he didn't have mm-hmm. such a kind of boisterous helpful demeanor he'd probably be on the golem side of creepy uh mm-hmm. but instead he's just he's he's a little beat up he's a little bit hunched really like lean muscle uh he's not mm-hmm. wasting away because i mean he does have um let's see here uh he does have 14 might um so he he does have some resilience to him but it's not He's not a Herculean figure. It's definitely a little bit, you know, hunched over and um, it's got a, all his all his muscles are in his fingers, right? He breaks things apart. He pulls things apart. Uh, he doesn't lift things. That's what Blaze is for. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and I imagine Blaze is going to like be leaning up on a wall with arms crossed nearby. Always goes around shirtless uh, for the most part. If it's a formal occasion, he might put on like a war harness or something. <laughs> but generally, it's um, and just looking at this guy, this is somebody who spent his lifetime building a temple, and mm. that temple is his body. Makes um, sense. Doesn't talk a lot. He's kind of 
giving off the air of he's mildly bored with the situation here. Mm. Um, as much as he secretly kind of likes Faye, he's never going to vouch for him or anything like that unless it's really important. <laughs> so he's just sort of looming in the background as just a a figure nearby the orbit. Watching you, Ash. <laughs> okay, so you two are at face stall then. Yeah, Blaze Loon. I mean, and I, I don't even Bay think Man it's Man. like an official stall. Like the the merchants have this nice stuff. He's got like a table on that the outskirts. He's, right. Yeah, and he's like it's it's <laughs> and I mean it's plastic, it's it's Faye plastic so, Walmart full table. Yeah, full, yeah. table. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's 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 a cobbled together thing. Uh-huh. Like one of the legs is shorter than the other, but not like. You know, like it's wobbly. No, it's like half the height. And so he's got like cinder blocks under one, uh-huh. you know, prepped up. And he 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 travels with stuff in his bag. And that's it. Yeah. Like he doesn't have stuff. He's got a bunch of designs that it, okay. I mean, hey, if somebody wants to somebody wants to put forward some stuff, I can make some really cool stuff. You got you got stuff. No. OK, well, uh, then I'll fix yeah. your microwave and go away. <laughs> Um, Reuven is walking throughout the marketplace. Oh, yeah. With a unconscious swagger to their actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that combined with their rather, um, I would say, like, regal bearing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, big, broad shoulders um darker skin that is maybe complexion based or maybe just from years and years in the sun mm-hmm. um like probably looks a little, like to our eyes would look a little bit like mediterranean um and um they're like at the corner of their eyes they're checking out booths and they're and they're looking for anything that sparks their their interest uh numenera wise um and i think they are um what they're actively doing is that they have heard of this as the pickpocket olympics Mm -hmm. and they are uh almost waiting for someone to try and challenge them right (laughs) this seems like a fun sport (laughs) catching the pickpockets and, and, and being a uh playing defense as it were mm-hmm. yeah and so their you know their coin pouch is a little bit more visible than it should be and like <laughs> um you know they've got a big like flowing uh like red and gold uh like cape straight up cape right oh uh, yeah um, totally and every now and then as they like take a step at like they just go like a step further than what an act like a few feet further than what a step actually should be. And, <laughs> cool. you know, a, a passerby might see them suddenly like there's like scales rippling across their face. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're just sort of. More or less not looking for trouble, but like waiting for trouble to find them. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they, you know, they walk past the stall and give a nod to the to the boys and I keep like you're at an airport holding a sign that just has trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not quite, right? But like, yeah. It's it's an intentional without being like, yo, this is bait. 
Yeah. Well, that's because I mentioned that's some of it. There's there's a bunch of the actual skilled pickpockets who are going. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> but but every now and then one of them goes. But maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, where we are in this game, do we all know each other? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Vet is here to steal. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> um like keeping an eye out for anything interesting to buy that would like okay um like really help people back home mm, imagine yeah. she's got like like her little community that she kind of looks out for um so like openly browsing but also um sort of passively listening into the thoughts of people nearby trying mm-hmm. to find good targets to steal from ooh okay Cool. That sounds good to me. Um, I didn't have someone in particular in mind for this bit of background, but for my shreds the walls of the world background, yeah, it is. Um, pick one other PC. Seeing you phase seems to trigger some unpleasant memory in this character. So mm-hmm. if anyone wants to volunteer for that, <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Uh-huh. Uh, the the comparison of somebody who was into VR super game versus somebody who was plugged up to virtual reality childhood. Um, I I'm totally on board for. Oh no, uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> not not going back. Okay, no no, I'm still here. They they might not be for a second, but. Oh yeah, for me, um, the background questions. I have, I can either be really tuned in telepathically to someone else mm. or completely cut off. Mm. And it's less useful, but I was thinking cut off works really well with um, Reuven, mm. who was basically a computer simulacrum for many years. Like it is, it is worth debating whether Reuven is. Is still a simulacrum. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, what, so what they are, right? I feel like it tracks that like your brain waves and hers don't mesh. Yeah, that's mm. that's fair. Like in in some way, and I hadn't really chalked it up that 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 deep, but like in some way they exited the the program, right? Whether that's like escape or just they 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 beat the they game won. or <laughs> right mm. that beat the game is how it was going, but like. You know, there at least part of them is still in there, right? That's why the phasing happens and why why it works, right? So it, it could definitely be a matter of debate among like other nanos and stuff if they study Ruben of like is the one in there you or is this you or is it both or Ooh. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, is this one in the in the ninth world? Are they a projection of some sort from whatever's left bodily in the in the game right oh yeah the only downside oh, is the real Reuven still trapped inside like yeah exactly his life yeah the other abilities are all really useful right. <laughs> and this one actively hurts so right. um but yeah i think Reuven themselves qualifies this as their third life cool that's what new game plus is 
Yeah, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, actually, I mean, yeah. Beat, beat, beat the final raid boss, start a new game, Wade. Hang on. <laughs> Hold on. Where am I I'm now? Stuck? Oh, wait, what, what's going on? The settings I chose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, any other character relationships you want to establish? Um, I did have, for the nano background, I had, mm -hmm. like, began training as a glaive. Oh, yeah, um, cool. Okay. Before the VR dive or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so it kind of ends up with, like, uh, your former comrades don't understand you, but they respect you. So I figured that's mm -hmm. probably leans more towards a NPC interaction. Okay. Of, like, you know, your sort of bog standard glaives, just, like, in passing. But yeah. it might like transfer along the route to um shoot i've now blanked craig to blaze to blaze but i also know that they're that like not part of the like blave guild or whatever mm. right so yeah i mean yeah. if you're part of the steadfast right, right then you can be part of a glaive guild you don't have to be if you don't want to right. you could have become uh, part of a loose uh, group of glaives out in the wilds or the beyond. It's entirely up to you. So I guess, Craig, you could answer that, whether like me being respected by other glaives transfers any feelings or complications along. I'm going to say no. Oh. Um, just because of his anti-technology View he doesn't view other glaives who fight with swords and wear big armor and all that kind of stuff mm. as he he considers himself a separate from them. Okay, um, but I I guess the like there's respect because they have the same sort of role in society. Mm. Like their job is to hit stuff until it falls down, basically the protectors and guardians and things like that. So I guess there would be a little bit of like knowledge of that's where you came from. That's not where you are now, but those were your roots. That makes sense. So Blaze appreciates Reuven's roots, even though Blaze dislikes their reliance on technology. Is that right? Okay. Sounds I'll make sure familiar. I that. Sounds good to me. Well, I think <laughs> reliance on technology is unfortunate. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> All right, great. So we have this scene. We have Blaze. Um, Intimidating passers-by, leaning, glowering from his, um, you know, angled lean on Faye's seemingly slipshod stall, despite Faye's, sorry, despite Faye's uh, noted skill in building things, for some reason the table isn't built as well as the tables Faye would repair for others. Ever seen a mechanics car? Yeah. <laughs> Craig gets there it. You, go. That's good. you want Ruin me to build you a wall? Is... Sure. <laughs> Put it together for you. No problem. My house? Yeah, mm -hmm. don't go in there. It's a, it's a hazard. <laughs> so then uh, Reuven is walking through uh, and when passing by that stall is acknowledging them and, and Vet is looking for interesting things to steal. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So we'll say this, that uh, as a consequence of Faye's demonstrated skill in building things, despite the appearance of the stall, Faye has been able to get a reasonably cool berth near 
um, a site of action and a lot of trading because it seems like at first when Faye got there, uh, people didn't know who Faye was because Faye is not from the area, right? However, um, after many items were repaired quickly and uh, surprisingly expertly, Faye was given an opportunity to move further in. So as you all are moving around in this area that's a little more active, you hear loud barks from what seems like a few, I want to say, um, boulevards away. If you want to think of this sort of like Burning Man, right? Or any other bazaar in another place that's large and temporary and constructed, right? There's got to have a way for people to move through thoroughfares. So loud barks and a lot of activity. Um, a bunch of colorful silks fly up into the air, and it seems like something is happening. Sounds like a parade. I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> All right. Yep. Um, proven in their broken brain, it's just like a side quest. <laughs> <laughs> Or an event is triggered, like <laughs> public event. <laughs> Straight up, or just like an MMO player, right? Like, yeah, uh huh. You can see happening. the exclamation mark on the map. <laughs> yep, on the random event. <laughs> Chris is going to meta this entire game. <laughs> you can do that. Yeah, that was the idea. You can do that, and it's totally within setting. That's the best part. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be one of those like. Faye looking around and Faye is in his element just fixing and tinkering with things, but when uh-huh. everybody is going other place, anybody, nobody like the 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 line of people just disappear and he's like, Oh fine, just backpack and he walks away and that whole booth is just like junk now. Um uh, right. it's like, okay, <laughs> fine, let's go find out what's going on. Is it just this like comically oversized backpack? Um, it, it is more or less his size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm picturing like the hikers ones that are like yes. as big as a person. Oh, yeah. Imagine like it's actually hard sided. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Like and there's the list of stuff, stuff I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Explorer's <laughs> Pack, box of crafting tools, yeah. box of light tools, um, multiple different crafting parts. Parts. So it's less like. It's less a backpack, more of a cabinet with straps. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, actually, probably probably would be a like concern for pickpockets were the fact that like sparks occasionally shoot off from it. And like, this is a hazard. <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, like, especially if uh, if uh, Blaze leaves, Faye's like, mm, I got to keep an eye on him. <laughs> Well, and I'm thinking Blaze wouldn't necessarily, unless there's a call for help or something, wouldn't. But if you take off, then Blaze would just sort of sigh. <laughs> so and he's got to look after you and head that way. Craig, I imagine the two of them look at each other and like, he's going to get into trouble and they yeah. both get up together and walk exactly. together to keep an eye on each other. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Fantastic. So you all head over making your way through the thoroughfares to get to the site of what seemed like either a disturbance or activity. Uh, I think Vet gets there first because of her enthusiasm and notices that a parade is beginning. And as the rest of you arrive, um, you observe what seems like um, a, a weird mix 
of intentionally damaged technology at the beginning of this parade, which is rather short and progresses to technology that has been enhanced in some way, almost like a demonstration of understanding of the Numenera through the years. Yeah, there you go, Faye. So this parade happens passing through. You're there for about um, 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, an enormous gray-furred dog leaps out of the middle of the pack, jumps onto a nearby stall, and rips off the cybernetic arm of Hakon, who has been watching from nearby. And the dog runs off into the stalls. Hakon of Hakon's Bazaar. Yes, <laughs> indeed. No, and that was not watching the parade. No. Instead looking for uh, <laughs> occupied people who were very interested in it to attempt to pickpocket. Okay. If you'd like to do that before the dog runs away, go ahead and try and steal what you can. Is that a intellect or speed? It'd be a speed task. How, I don't know how to roll tasks. <laughs> no worries. So, um, <clears throat> I will say this, that as a practice pickpocket, I'm happy to dispense with you determining or assessing whether or not somebody is careful in guarding their stuff, you can choose um, what the risk is. So you'll basically choose the difficulty of the task you're performing, um, and then you'll get something associated with that difficulty. The higher difficulty is a bigger payout, right? This is the big pocket Olympics. Higher risk, higher reward, right? But if you want to go for something lower in difficulty, it's more likely you might succeed. So the way it works is this. In, in Cypher system, difficulty is very simple. Levels generally go from 1 to 10, and the target number you need to succeed on is 3 times the difficulty level. So naturally, if it's difficulty level 10, the target number is 30, and you can't possibly get that on a d20. However, we have many, we, sorry, many means to lower the effective target number. The ways we do that are skills, right? If you're skilled or trained, or sorry, trained or specialized, right, in a skill, then that will respectively lower the effective um, level by one and two, two levels, right? Uh, you can apply an asset, which will lower it another. You can also spend effort, which is you spend three points from the relevant pool, subsidized by the edge rating you have, and each level of effort you apply will lower the difficulty rating as well. So those are the main ways that you can do that. There are also some other... Um, possible ways, some enablers and some other things, but those are the ways that most people have available to them to try and lower the difficulty rating. So in this case, stealing from, I mean, there there really wouldn't be a difficulty 10 task. That'd be like stealing from Hakon, right? Unless, you know. <laughs> Unless you're a dog. <laughs> Ripping his arm off. Maybe there's something going on with that dog, right? Um, but say, for example, you wanted to steal from someone whose level is, and of course, we're abstracting this for the sake of transparency for everyone, whose level is like a three, right? Like they're they're not incapable of watching out, but they're not so, so eagle-eyed that they're necessarily going to spot you. If you were specialized in pickpocketing and you applied one level of effort, you could automatically succeed at the task. And that's the thing in Cypher System. There is not never a situation where you necessarily must have a chance of failure. If you have enough things to make it automatic, it's automatic. And so for you, it's just hand wave. But for others, it might actually be challenging. Okay. I do not have a yep. pocketing specialization to have. Okay. 
uh, perception, sneaking, and uh, mind reading and telepathy. Telepathy is like an active thing I have to turn on. I don't think the mind reading is. Let's see, you got mind reading. So basically, I'm trying to use ability. being um, sneaky and able to listen in on people's thoughts to find the people who are really not paying attention. Mm, yeah. Okay. We'll say this for the sake of this. Um, you can use your training and sneaking, right? That will apply. And then you can um, treat your mind reading as an asset to finding the right person who is going to be less observant about your pickpocketing. So that would effectively give you two levels of reduction in difficulty. Uh, and then you can, of course, apply a level of effort if you so choose from your speed pool. So it's up to you to choose how difficult you want it to be. And um, you get a reward commensurate with the level of difficulty you choose. Uh, I think I'll go for like four. Okay, go with four. And so you have those two levels, which means that a difficulty four task. Two. Yep, it's effectively two for you. It should be six. a six. Right. All you need to get is a six. If you apply one level of effort, that'll make it a three. If you apply two levels of effort, which you could at tier two, you do it automatically. But you have to spend um, six points from your speed pool minus your edge. Okay, so I can spend three points to reduce it by one. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then you'd, you'd succeed on a three. Okay, so you... and I would only be spending two because i have an edge of one yeah that's exactly okay. right yep yeah i'll do that cool let's do it and while she's rolling i just that, click this will it go uh, i think if you click speed it there's a click to roll and that should walk you through some of the process yep okay i'm gonna set this difficulty at two because we've reduced it by two right mm -hmm. yep Or no, one, because I spent the points. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, yep, you applied one level of effort. Do one, TN three. Minus the effort. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Alrighty, you got a nine, so you succeed. Okay, okay I see. My pull is 14. My current will be 11. Yes, that's right. Or 12, because... Yeah. It'd be 12, yeah, because you... um, Because Edge reduced the total expense. Okay, so that was apparently a difficult task. Was the mm -hmm. dropdown said four equals? So that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So for you, that was relatively unchallenging. But for anybody else who doesn't have any relevant skills, any assets, and say they're tier one, um, and or no, say they um, they don't really have the easy means to apply effort, then that would be quite difficult. Yeah, they only have a forty percent chance of success because they'd be targeting a difficulty 12 or the difficulty number will be 12. Okay. All right. Fantastic. It's okay with you. I will tell you exactly what you get in a moment. Uh, Sounds good. Cool. All right. Was anyone else looking for pickpockets or trying to prevent them while this parade was happening? I'm just looking to make sure that Faye doesn't get hit by one. <laughs> <laughs> Faye does not care if somebody tries to pickpocket him because whatever they pull from his bag, they deserve it. <laughs> yeah, and Faye may not care, but please does. So <laughs> keep an eye out to make sure nobody's trying to key rifle through his pockets. Listen, if you put your hand in the thing that says "Do not put your hand in here," your hand may be mangled. Oh, 
Well, play stupid yeah. games, win stupid prices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. You got a uh, um, a machine happening in your backpack, and somebody tries to snatch something out of it. That's a mistake. Okay, so yeah, Vet um, successfully pickpocketed someone paying attention to the parade, um, and uh, right at the end of the parade, enormous jog dog leaped out and ripped a cybernetic arm off a very important person and ran away into the stalls. Definitely um, motivated to get involved, but I would just sort of comment under his breath within hearing a say that somebody needs better guards. I haven't. We find it. I get to look at it. You get hired as a guard and stop following me around. Sounds like a plan. Let's go. Um, can I perhaps make yes. a roll to see if there's anything particularly special or interesting about the Numenera that they have on display in the parade? Yes, absolutely. Uh, what's our difficulty going to be? For this, hmm, I will say that typically there it's not a graduated role, it's just a single difficulty. Um, there is a bit of info you can get about the Numenera that is difficulty four. And um, if you get a major or minor success, which means a 19 or a 20, there's a there's a special bit of info I'll mm. also give you. Okay. All right. Um, I will apply a level of effort. Cool. And I see you're I specialized, specialized in understanding. Great. Oh, no. Ooh. Big old botched it. Mm-hmm. Level one. Yep. That's a free GM intrusion. All right, you think that um, the Numenera involved in that parade is the most um, drit-worthy technology you have ever seen. For everybody who's following along at home, drit is... Drit is the ground-away dust um, caused by time and also uh, insufficient exploration of the Numenera. So this is not your perspective on all of the Numenera in, in, in the bazaar, right? Because you're way too knowledgeable as a nano to falsely suspect that all of the technology available in this place would be like this. But just for some reason, when they get to the advanced stuff, it seems like ornamentation to you. It doesn't seem as important some, some to bullshit. you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Seems like bullshit to you. Seems like cool. it's not worth paying attention to. Great. Yep. Um, then they allow themselves to be distracted by the dog because that seems like script. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you orient on the dog. Cool. I heard that uh, Faye is suggesting that he and Blaze see what's going on with that dog. Is that right? And uh, Vet um, is looking over her recently acquired goods. Yeah, basically once I um, 
see them running off. Mm-hmm. I will follow behind, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, if you're following after the dog, uh, as the dog runs away into the stalls, it's not um, as hard to notice its general direction because it's big, it's gray, it's um, no longer barking because there's a cybernetic arm in its mouth. Um, but other people are making sounds as through as it's passing through. However, um, it is challenging to run through these stalls because of all the chaos, and the dog is not running through the thoroughfares. So if you want to follow it, you're going to have to go through people's stalls, past them, and things like that. And even though you know the general direction, um, it's not always easy to hurdle stalls unless you're trained in that. So... Following the dog, it's going to be a difficulty four running task. You, however, you might have some skill or relevant aptitudes that'll aid you in circumventing this difficulty. Um, can I send my pigeon to follow it? Your pigeon? You have a pigeon. I, have I thought a you had a rat. Companion. Was it a rat? I yeah. wanted it to fly. Okay. You want, <laughs> okay. You want it to I be mean, a pigeon rat? It can be <laughs> weird. It's up to you. I'm playing Avatar Animals. Yes, it's entirely up to you. I mean, this is Numenera, right? Like whatever you want it to be, it can oh, be a flying a rat. Little trash Griffin that is like <laughs> half pigeon, yep. half rat. That's what I have now. Incredible. Yes. Um, just like gonna Lucky. reach inside her coat yes. and pull it out because it, it lives in the coat pocket. <laughs> That's where all rat, all all thief animal companions live. Yeah, trash Griffins exist. Um, thank you very much for creating those. Wonderful. And <laughs> absolutely, it can fly up and follow the um, wreckage that the dog is causing as it's proceeding through the stalls. So it, um, because of how big this dog is compared to the griffin and how much of a commotion, it's um, relatively unchallenged for the griffin to be above it. However, if the griffin were to try and fly behind the dog, it'd be a little challenging. So, you know, I basically just wanted to go up and watch where it's going. Fantastic. Yes, definitely. The griffin can do that. Easy enough. Um, I have a couple of pitches for you. Okay, go um, ahead. I am tra- trained in running tasks. Um, Excellent. But I'm specialized in balance tasks. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm thinking the dodge and weave through the crowd. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to, if those combine or anything like that, or uh, how you want to proceed with that. But, okay. Um, Faye said, wanted to have a look at the arm. Blaze is going to go and get the arm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, fantastic. All right. So uh, the balance task would be this. Um, you are specialized in balance tasks. Okay, so let's not make this. Um, I don't want to make this annoying for you. Uh, oh, yeah, you didn't apply any effort yet. Um, I was going to say, if you wanted oh. to run, did okay. you accidentally roll? I accidentally rolled. I didn't mean to okay. roll. No worries. So yeah, running running is a speed task, right? So if you wanted to apply uh, effort, you could, of course, apply your speed edge and you would be spending from your speed pool. Uh, I'll say in this case, um, if you are trying to run on the stalls, right? And doing some kind of wuxia stuff to follow after the dog, you'd be able to apply balance tasks. Um, However, if uh, you fail, you're probably going to fall and you'll be um, a little further behind. So you can either apply your training and running and then apply levels of speed effort. 
and I'll count the role that you already have. So it's, it's totally fine. If I, I'm not so concerned that, um, that you only need the training in order to succeed at this particular task, but just for future reference, as you're proceeding through this chase, sure. that, that, um, that would be the circumstances. He's not particularly flashy blaze. So mm-hmm. like vaulting over the stalls and stuff would draw a little bit too much attention. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll just go with the speed, the running. Okay. And it's uh three per level of effort. Yeah. But, um, you, you, you already rolled an 11. So, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, I, we don't need to ignore that, that okay. role. That's totally fine. So you don't have to spend effort on this one because you got an 11. Okay. All right. So yeah, I'll you succeed and you're following the dog, um, yep. through its, through the wreckage behind it. Uh, Ruben's All right. Take off. Okay, cool. You said it's difficulty four? Yes. Okay. And I'm training, so it'll go down to three, right? Yep, that's right. Okay. And then you can, of course, apply effort if you so choose. Yeah. Hey. There's that. Ooh. Y'all put a D20 in my hands. Y'all should learn that by now. (laughs) That's right. Minor effect. So, are you familiar with it, um, how minor and major effects work? Chris is, okay. obviously, but the folks yeah, but at, home. at home. <laughs> oh, that's right. Fair enough. All right. So, uh, in Numenera, right, we're using a D20, but D20 functions a little differently here. So, although um, a D20 has uh, uh, linear, effectively linear probability, fortunately, in order to make it exciting, uh, there are different things that happen with um, the, res- the different results on a D20 in the Cypher system. So a one is an automatic GM intrusion, something, you know, it's like a critical failure, right? It isn't, though, an automatic failure in Cypher system. If you can somehow succeed on a one for one reason or another, you would get a GM intrusion, but you could also succeed. Um, On the other end, if you get a 17, 18, 19, or 20, special things happen. In combat, 17, 18, 19, and 20 give you, additionally, respectively, plus one, plus two, plus three, or plus four damage. or if you get a 19 or 20, you can choose instead of the additional damage, a major or minor effect. Sorry, a minor or major effect. A 19 gives you a minor effect, a 20 gives you a major effect. And these are in the way of some kind of narrative success that the player comes up with that is short of what would be a player intrusion, but is more than just a basic success. Um, how about as I'm running and sort of over and under tables and like, you know, very Aladdin, right? Is what yeah. I'm picturing. Mm-hmm. Um, that works. I like scoop up a big like like turkey leg, essentially, right? <laughs> like a big a big food to taunt the dog. With. Yep, I do where you go. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. All right, sounds good. Trade you. Yeah. Okay. So you have an enormous um, haunch. Yeah. Of some, some desert uh, creature that's yeah, been roasted. Some sort of, yeah, like a big, like, roasted lizard on a spit, right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um... Meat on a stick. Mm-hmm. We'll say that will give you an asset on your next roll. Uh, okay, so is, is FaZe staying put or oh, no. chasing after yeah, as well? FaZe chasing after, but... Speed is not Faye's thing. Faye has a big old <laughs> backpack and has at least two people that he can spot uh-huh. that he's like, 
I don't have to chase the dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just I have, just to, have chase to chase them. them. <laughs> so uh, he's just straight rolling this. Uh, he's not putting any effort into it, and he definitely doesn't okay. have any training for this. Um, All right, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ooh, 18. You succeed anyway. Fantastic. I didn't Very roll cool. actually. Oh, yeah, Follow? yeah. Oh, that's right. You didn't roll yours. Sorry, sorry. I misunderstood. Uh, yeah, I've got the... I have to activate the link senses to actually see what my bird is seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, so can I roll that as my follow, basically? Yeah. I- I'd say that um, if you want to do that, it will give you an asset on this because the trash griffin is monitoring where the dog is going. So it's easier for you to follow. Okay. It's a uh, cost two intellect. So I spend two from my imp pool to yes. activate, activate it. it. Mm-hmm. But it's also subsidized by your edge. So as long as you're not stacking effort with that activation, you can apply the edge. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so it would cost you one. Did it? Oh, that, no, that didn't roll it. Just shows um, it. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's, I'm just saying that um, upon activating it, you will then be able to use that as an asset on the running task. So you still got to roll the running task, but you gain an asset by activating link senses. Oh, I just spend two from my imp pool to activate it. Yes, okay. exactly. Yep. Which, and in this and case, one total because you have one edge. And that can reduce step down to zero, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have sufficient edge, um, you can like some people get might edge really high. So you have six might edge, right? Then uh, when you with six might edge, you could apply two levels of effort for free, two levels of might effort for free. Pretty good. So following is a speed task? Yes. It's going to be difficulty three because I've got help, right? Yes, that's right. Oh, yeah. Minor effect. That's what I'm talking about. Now, do I set my effort to zero because I've spent two? Uh, no, no, no. That's just oh, a, you just have two that you can't. Okay. That's your yes, limit of yes. how much effort you can spend. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's how many oh, levels of effort you can apply. Yeah. As Chris just said. Yep. Cool. What would you like your minor effect to be? I'm trying to think. Um, Come on, you're a pickpocket. This should be obvious. Yeah, I would like to just also get something else from <laughs> these turned over stalls. Just like as I'm walking by. She also going- gets a bunch of meat. <laughs> well, no, I think she's looking for the choice things of in the debris that fell over. Yeah. Just like okay. some, some neat Would you like thing. meat? Or, no, some neat little neat? piece okay. of tech or something that I find. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gotcha. Cool. That like I pickpocketed a magic puzzle box and got psychic powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the quality of thing I'm looking for. Some interesting little bit. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I know what you got the first time from the pickpocketing during the parade. So I haven't told you what that is yet, but I do know what it is. Um. But the the little trinket you pick up. Um. Would you like it to be an oddity? Does that work for you? Uh. Sure. Cool. All right. Then um. We can discuss that oddity in a moment. All right. So. 
Uh, vet pickpocketed somebody while the parade was happening. Then a dog leapt out, ripped a cybernetic arm off of the proprietor of the bazaar or the person for whom the bazaar is named. How do you know? Uh, ran off into the stalls and you all followed. Uh, Blaze was able to use uh, his his training as a physical adept to follow after the dog. Vet launched a trash griffin into the sky uh, to monitor its passage. Faye, despite his uh, huge backpack, uh, deftly lumbered after everyone. And Reuven, ever aware of um, the various things you can do in video games, chose a somewhat unorthodox approach to dealing with the challenge and uh, nabbed an enormous roasted animal and is proceeding swiftly uh, behind the dog. I just have to... When... When Faye's running, is it like ching, 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 ching? Oh, no, everything is well secured and and, and packed in and stuff like that. But there are probably a couple, you know, Tesla coil. (laughs) 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 Sort of the same kind of effect an ambulance has coming running down. That's like people just go, you know, let's just get out of the way. Step aside. (laughs) That sounds good to me. Momentum alone. (laughs) Also true. That bag is too big for that man. (laughs) Don't get in the way. So um, you follow this dog and it's made its way to a major thoroughfare on the outskirts. And it looks like it's headed for what will be an exit into the wastes. Hmm. So you have, you know, many options ahead of you. Um, A few I can suggest are trying to stop the dog before it gets out into the wastes. I think Reuben has a pretty good idea about that. You could also continue following the dog if you want. Or you could turn around and say, uh, this is too much trouble. Yeah, I'm gonna try and try and bribe it with the with the lizard food. All right, fantastic. Lizard? Oh cool. Is it a big lizard animal? Works yeah. for me. Like, All right, like a, just like a whole iguana on a lizard, stick. Like iguana on a stick sort of thing. Okay. Right? Like a big like <laughs> spotted gecko that's like you know, like the size of a corgi, like on a big Ooh. Piece. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you so you got a gecko kebab um in your hand. Uh, and how do you want to bribe the dog? How do you want to get its attention? Um, like whistling and calling at it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. And what and do you just say? Like waving it around. Like, look how look how juicy this looks. Okay. Um, All right. Fantastic. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Some some whistles and some like good body language and stuff because he's trained in uh, anything related to plants and animals that are natural. Oh, fantastic. Okay, that's definitely relevant. It's from the rugged. Oh yeah, and uh, you have the that that haunch or sorry the gecko kebab mm-hmm. you have in your hands. Yeah, this is great. Okay, um, I would say that trying to influence an animal would be an intellect task. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the dog is running. Um, that doesn't increase the difficulty, but um, I'd say it's still difficulty four to try and influence this dog. So you have your food, you have your training in plants and animals, um, and you can apply effort. As you so choose. I will apply effort. Um, cool. Just to make sure this, you know, almost certainly can't fail. <laughs> right? You can you can make it not fail. Yeah. There'd I be a GM intrusion if you wanted. <laughs> or, I mean, that'd be the only possibility. But I don't want to spend that much. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. It's up to you, man. Hey. All right. Look at that. <laughs> So that is a success, despite yeah. um, despite yeah, saying failure. Weird. 
It, it says failure because um, the skills weren't applied to the skill and asset. So, oh, right, right, right. yeah, you could you could you could reduce that effectively beforehand, um, and then you could you'd be rolling against what is actually Real a asset. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Like you're rolling yeah. against a one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I only needed a three, which is what I yep. have in my head. So mm -hmm. Indeed. Cool. Yep, you're good. You're good. Excellent. So you succeed. So um, uh, the dog is proceeding away from you. You stop. You're waving this around, um, and you're trying to coax it forward. And um, it, it's, it smells. the. It turns up its nose and smells the delicious um, roasted gecko um, and hears the sounds you're, you're, you're saying. Um, and stops quickly and turns back, looking a bit suspicious. Um, and he is walking just, like, back towards you. Squats down on his hunches, like, mm -hmm. and then like just sits it out in front, like not holding onto it. Right, like this is, yeah, I'm putting this down for you to come get. Okay, so the dog um, approaches and sits on its haunches, maybe five feet from the the gecko. And uh looks like it's experiencing a moment of um of uh hmm not confusion but concern. So you brought it back. Um it's eager for it to eat that gecko, but it looks like it doesn't want to drop the arm. It's like dog kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> this might but also want that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, and Ruben will just kind of like keep talking sweetly to it, and then wait and see what people do. Okay. Yeah, you've certainly got its attention, and it does not distrust you. Mm -hmm. So, all right, um, the rest of you, I I believe, are following behind Ruben. And um, let's say you turn the corner, and uh, you see Ruben crouched down, and in front of them uh, is this gecko kebab. And then the dog. And as you approach, Vet can tell through the senses of their trash griffin that the trash griffin is on a nearby um, stall top, peering down. Baiting. Chris, what's the, like, we know of each other, right? Ruben and I mean, Blaze, like, what, what is their sort of, what's his view of the their relationship? I, I was under the assumption that we have, like, at least had an adventure together. Okay. But at this point, right? If that's what you like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it can be an extensive connection. We just, I was leaving it open to you all if you wanted to mm -hmm. only meet in this adventure or having met before met before is totally okay with me i, I like yeah. the idea of like it being relatively new but at least like tested right, right. Mm, cool yeah makes sense um so the dog still has the arm in his mouth yes mm -hmm. he's just sitting there like oh yep that's dog. that doggy math when they're trying to mm -hmm. figure out how they can pick up that thing and also yep. hold this thing yes yep. exactly doggy yep. math. that's exactly what's happening that, that's the impression you get and it looks like the dog is not uncomfortable with Reuben, as I stated. Um, but when the three of you approach, the dog looks a little suspicious and isn't bolting, but the fur rises, his hackles rise. Um, so please will hang back, but be ready to burst into action if the dog 
makes a break for it. Okay. So like uh, Reuven's got the situation under control-ish for now. So okay. Cool. Can I try persuasion to sort of call it? Oh, how do you want to call it? Just like you would call a dog. Try to oh, convince it to to come get the food. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So you want to enhance what Ruben's done? That sounds good. Okay. Do you have anything you think can use that can help with that? I'm trained in persuasion. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any like animal skills. I do have um. I could. I see something that you. I have. mean, I could do telepathy and like link up with its brain, but I don't know if that's going to help it. <laughs> I don't know. Might help you. You talk to your trash griffin, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. You also have something called encouraging presence, don't you? That helps people when they're rolling to not get hurt. Oh, that's right. It's yeah, an it asset them, in order. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. Fantastic. Okay, cool. It gives them like a free effort when trying to roll against something. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to try and link senses with this dog, because you've never done it before. I don't. Going... Good. Oh yeah, I can link senses with anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll try that. Okay, cool. So um, it is going to be a difficulty four in order to do it, or level four. Right, so difficulty. Um, the target number is twelve. Before any reductions, uh, because this dog is in a state of suspicion. But if you do this, you will, of course, have an asset on your persuasion task, because you will be seeing what it is seeing. Okay, I'll spend. For uh, that, I'm going to spend two effort. Mm-hmm. I want this to work. Okay. Cool. So you only need to get a six. Alrighty, you succeed. Despite the dog's stern will, um, you link senses with the dog. And the dog looks with a start, almost like a person would, right? If suddenly there's another presence in their mind. And um, do you want to say something first? Do you want to know what the dog, what thoughts are going through the dog's brain? Um, basically, as soon as I make the connection, I want to start talking nicely to it to try to calm it because this is probably jarring. Mm. Cool. What do you say? Um, just talking nice to it. Just like, good dog. Come on, puppy. Just encouraging sweet words. Okay. The dog, you get back these impressions, um, which you're not sure are words, but sort of feel like words, right? Um, which might be a surprise because dogs often don't think exactly in words, but think in images, right? Um, so you get um, help flee now. Okay, I want to communicate that to everyone else. Um, 
It seems intelligent. <laughs> or more intelligent than a normal dog. Can I just use a persuasion check to ask it to give us the arm and then it can flee? Ooh, interesting. Persuade it to drop the arm. Drop um, the arm, take the food, and go. Uh, yeah, you can try this. Getting it to drop the arm and or leave the arm behind would be difficulty six. So you can apply your training and persuasion and you have an asset because you're in its mind. So that reduces it by two? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is this an, an int roll? Yes, it is. I can just I can just keep spending effort. You can until your pools are depleted. Yep. Wait, okay. I need to remove points from my pools that I've been spending then. Mm -hmm. I think I've spent I just spent two. So that's four points because I've got an edge of one. My pool is looking real low, but what is there challenging when you do it over and over yeah 18 oh damn that's great okay so you persuade it um and i'll say this is what happens um you have convinced the dog um that you're trying to help it it says need arm I think we should follow it. What? It, what? It needs help. It needs the arm. The dog. And at that moment, um, you hear behind you the sounds of a ruckus. Looks like perhaps the bizarre constables, perhaps um, at Akon's um, request. Uh, have made their way a bit closer. You get the impression that if you do not decide what to do within the next few moments, you'll probably be beset by them. By a few moments, I'll be a little more granular. You probably have about 30 seconds to decide how to deal with this dog before there will be other people there. I think we should go with it. It's not, it's not a normal dog. I've been in its head. It wants help. It needs the arm. Faye is like, that's dumb. However, <laughs> I'm curious why this dog needs an arm. Uh, all right. Really, this dog's a right. skipper. Yeah, it's like, sure. Why? Yeah, okay, fine. The dog's more likable than most people, so that makes sense. And we haven't lost the arm yet. Yeah, Ruben's got a point. Okay, let's go. I'm just going to, like, Tell it to we're following Lassie style. Okay. It, it looks up really excited at you and it looks turned to go, but then says, uh, Please bring Gecko. <laughs> I got you, buddy. <laughs> oh, as everybody's walking away, Blade just kind of shrugs and really following a dog into the waist and then <laughs> off at the it's an interesting dog. <laughs> like, you've never done something weirder than that. <laughs> 
When was the last time you You talked to your dog about a cyber arm? So the dog gets up, prepared to run, um, and looks uh, even more frightened than it was before, because it's heard the ruckus, but um, um, is fleeing but not trying to run away from you, but assuming you're going to follow. Mm -hmm. So you follow that out of the bazaar? Yeah. Never mind. All right. I see Drew. Drew about to say something. I, I I had I had um I had shenanigans, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep them in my pocket for now. Are you sure? I've had yes. this dog for five minutes and I'm prepared to kill everyone in this marketplace. <laughs> yeah, no, I have I have I have a very interesting cipher that I could use, but it's also yeah. like it's fun for shenanigans, but it's also uh-huh. very tactically useful and I'm like I don't you know what? Screw it. Uh wait, hang on. How how quick can I deploy this? Yeah, screw it. Uh you're gonna do it. Do I, it. It's not gonna hurt anybody, not really. Uh-huh. So he All goes, right. okay. Awesome. We're following the dog. Guards are coming. Alright. It pulls out like a set of really nice, shiny, like almost marble looking tiles and just Lays them out in a, in a little row, you know, kind of across the the front of the uh, or across the aisle of stalls. Uh-huh. Yeah, the gap in the wall. Flips, yeah, the, the gap. Yeah. yeah, flips a couple switches. There's a little hum, and he's and he just waves at the at the the, the constables, and then turns and just jogs off. It's like, yeah, he he might get in trouble for this later, but yeah, probably will if you let him see you. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he's not intentionally, <laughs> but if if they they see him, he's like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Hopefully, I come back with an arm and I can explain that. Hey, this is it was all just a prank, dude. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna spend my my gravity changer. Um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now it's fine uh, because I can create a. Uh, bend or curve to the gravity. Yeah. So literally, Ooh, cool. all it mm-hmm. is is just it's it's a little slide. It just lifts you up and deposits you back on the other side. So forward progress is impossible. It just keeps throwing you in this, you know, fairly shallow little curve. Now, of course, oh. if there's a big crowd there, he's gonna, yeah. you know, it's gonna throw them on top of the crowd. And congratulations, you've reinvented crowd surfing. But um, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and it's okay. It only lasts for. 28 hours. <laughs> 28 hours. <laughs> so it might right, be here when we get. come back. At some point, you're going to be nauseous stuck in this thing. <laughs> well, because it, throw up. bear in mind, it's the plate. So imagine like top down view. Here's the plate. We're running off this way. And it just yeah. loops them back and throws them back this way. Back hmm. into the into town. Yeah, oh, you're not, not, yeah. Not, not like a caught loop. up in a... Yeah, yeah, twenty-eight hour loop. I, I would feel very bad. <laughs> mm, <laughs> yeah, this is hilarious. just more of you can't follow us, ha ha. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> and jugs off and goes, man, I really should have taken that one apart and figured out how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for those of you out there, um, uh, the cipher system is so called uh, because you can invoke uh, single-use items that have a temporary effect. They're called ciphers. They're one of the various kinds of Numenera in the setting. Uh, Drew just used a cipher, which caused, as he described, a gravitational loop, temporary. Uh, cipher use is encouraged uh, all the time because you can 
use them for creative purposes, and you can always get more. You can get them by harvesting ciphers um, from different things. You can get them by buying them. You get them by finding them. And there's often something that's found or, or um, awarded um, in the course of the curiosity that you're exploring in play. So look at that gravity chain cipher. Oh, man. All right, so you plant the cipher and you wait and you do you actually wave at the constables? Oh no, it's it, like especially okay. if they're thirty seconds behind. I guess it's yeah. just an action to lay the stuff out. So yeah, it's probably throw yeah. this stuff out, click one of the preset patterns, and book uh -huh. it. Yeah, you you have enough time to do that if you so choose. That's yeah. what I was trying to confirm. I'm not going to gotcha with that. Yeah. So, all right, cool. So um, you all uh, together assuage the immediate concerns of the dog. Uh, set up a means to prevent the constables from immediately following and um, pr proceed after it um, into the desert. Okay, cool. It, uh, it leads you on uh, a relatively short but grueling run um, into a nearby cave. Because it's, it's hard to trudge grueling. across the sand. What is it? Go ahead. It's not that grueling. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I will say um, grueling for some, not necessarily all. Uh, and yeah, there's a there's a cave um, in extreme distance, if you want to know in cipher system um, terminology, right? But uh, a sufficient distance away that you can be reasonably sure that nobody knows exactly where you are unless they followed into the sands. So. And the dog gets to this uh, cave. Looks like there's hair all over the place. Um, and some bones and things. Uh, and looks like a ta the remains of a tattered collar. Hmm. And those are the things you see inside. And the dog goes up in that little midden uh, and lays down. With, and then releases the arm from its mouth. Dibs. Um, Ruben taps a like, little... Um, like chain pendant. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a major glow globe. Oh yeah, awesome! Um, but I wanted it to be like a, um, straight up. I wanted it to be like the fucking pendants from Lord of the Rings. Fantastic! Yeah, totally awesome. I love it. That's what it is. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I have one too. Yeah. Now mine's not cool. <laughs> I mean. <it's> fine. <laughs> I, I wanted. I wanted no. Mm. no. No, no. I, I wanted to Oops. for my like extra money and rare things. I didn't mm -hmm. want it to be like wild, wild. So I took a mm -hmm. shaper key and a major glow globe. Ooh, those are good choices. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could have been as wild as you wanted, right? Because there's yeah, all kinds but... of stuff that happened. But fair enough. I appreciate your restraint. Oh, please take the extra items. Yeah, oh, you can his job in his head is to be the bulwark between bad things and everyone else. Yeah. So he's going to be trying to be first into the cave to check it out and make sure there's nothing like a bear living here or something. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, yeah. yeah that he was goes kind of the purpose of the light was to see what else was going on. <laughs> but yeah, right, yeah, but yeah, that's fair. Blaze's point is alert and, and putting himself forward. Um, Just by the nature of Reuven's phasing and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that I can do it for free. Yeah. Um, like, they are hot on your heels. 
if like if you make an uh, make an expression that you'd like to be first and that's like something that we know then then he would be a a comfortable phase jog <laughs> right you. on your heels right it's like yeah, okay, you, yeah, you, before, you get it buddy you get on in there yes. <laughs> you are technically the glaive and i am the nano <laughs> yeah, no i'm following party roles it's fair <laughs> understandable <laughs> yeah that's great. That's like the first thing I think that Ruben has like reconciled is that like they were very much like a like tanky eldritch knight sort of thing in mm-hmm. the game. And yeah, now they're, totally. they're very much more of a squishy spellcaster mm-hmm. in the way that it's translated out here. And so they like have to catch themselves and that sort of thing. Right. I like that. That's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, but yeah. Um, so there's a cave of some sort of size. Mm-hmm. And yep. there's like violent looking spread of fur and broken collar or Oh no, okay. I'll elaborate a little bit more. So I'll Maybe say this. Bones in there. Yes, the cave is shaped kind of like um hmm, uh a squash in that it has an opening and curves to the side. So you can be reasonably sure that if you go into the end of the cave whatever you're doing in there is obscured from the entrance. Uh, at the end of the cave, it looks like there's a lot of fur, probably um, from this dog, because it is gray fur, and it's all over the place. That gives you the impression the dog has been doing things here for some time. The bones look like they belong to various animals. Some of them are cracked. Dog's probably eating the marrow out of them. Um, some look like maybe the gecko bones, like the desert geckos, um, like the gecko kebab. Uh, and yeah, there's that collar there, the, the remains of a collar as well. Okay. Um, and that's near the end where the dog is hanging out. And when it sat down and released the cybernetic arm, it released it from his mouth, but it didn't let it roll away. So it's right yeah. in front of his snout. Um, sort of seeing no danger. Um, Reuven will like approach up and like find a, a flat rock mm-hmm. and sit down and just sort of, you know toss the the gecko out to the dog um and if they're within range of the collar they'd go to like take a look at that Ooh, fantastic okay so um i'll say this you can do it at the same time which Uh assuages the dog's concerns especially because you were willing to greet it as you did before um, and if, as far as I understand, uh, vet hasn't released the, the link senses, have you, are you still link senses with the dog? Uh, and you see how long it lasts. Yeah. Take a look. I don't last for a minute. So, okay. Gotcha. All right. So it's gone, but it was very helpful before. So, um, then you wouldn't experience what I'm about to describe. Uh, so the dog is there. You're able to pick up the collar, um, as you put down the gecko, the dog takes, uh, his forelimbs and puts them over the cybernetic arm as it gratefully grabs the gecko and starts tearing into it. So it kind of looks like this, the dog, like a kid at Christmas has his paws on both things, the arm and then the gecko and is tearing into the gecko. So you grab the collar, um, you can flip it over, and uh, please make an understanding Numenera task. And this is difficulty three. See, this is why I hang out with the Nano. 
So I'm terrible about that crap. It's always a good idea to hang out with me. I didn't gonna, expect that for the right. Let it ride because it'll only be difficulty one for me. Yes, indeed. Yep. Yeah. Alrighty, you we succeed, of course. It's only a ten percent chance of failure, so exactly. you're good. Let it ride. Is it like an actual skill you would have? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have it. <laughs> Anybody can technically take it. Nanos just end up getting it, and they often end up becoming specialized in it. So, and right start bad at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. They're good at doing things with it, but they don't know what's going on with it. You don't know what it's supposed to be. You know what yes. you're going to turn it into. You know what right? you're going to do with it. There's a very specific difference. There. And it's called an, I have it as an inability is the term. Yeah. Very, very well. one difficulty, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. I have those for, you know, talking tasks. Yeah, uh-huh. rugged. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Um, you grab the collar, you hold it. Um, it looks like there's a little like um pendant dangling from it, and you flip it over in your hand, and you recognize the symbol of the Aeon priests. So, we can keep going here for a little bit, or we can pause now with that revelation. It's up to you. Yep. Good spot to pause. I think. Good. Take a little break cool. and grab some water. All right. Sounds good to me. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to take a short break as we usually do. And when we're back, more shenanigans. I am sick. All righty. So we're playing with a doggy, right? Mm-hmm. This is the best game we've ever played. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, give me a dog. <laughs> Could have had some cool mage dog. You know? Isabel falls from the sky. Her spells just stopped working for some reason. Yeah. She's already oh. done that. She's already got hit by lightning and <laughs> fallen from the sky. Already don't test. Game, don't test her. Come on now. Answer. Sorry. This game, though, Ralph, please continue. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Uh, all right. So <clears throat> uh, Reuven has just learned or recognized the symbol of the Aeon Priest in the collar, the tattered remains of a collar that is ostensibly um, the possession of this dog. The dog is chewing on the gecko. While its uh, four limbs are draped over the cybernetic arm. You're all in the cave. I would like to assume away from the entrance, probably. Um, although I, would, might, I wouldn't be surprised if Blaze has chosen to stand at uh, the threshold when it comes in. Yeah, if, it, if there's no threats inside, then he'll put them. Yeah, exactly. And um, I have reason and... to believe this dog may be a priest. <laughs> Faye goes yeah sure wait hang on can you please explain the logic path that that got you there these symbols are not given out to just anyone you know the dog's not a normal dog he's not no I don't I mean obviously because he's a priest right got it sure well sure but no he um doesn't think like dogs Does the co- is the collar actual technology, or was the role just to recognize the symbol? To recognize the symbol. Okay. Yeah. It it's possible that an element of the collar um, belonged to some technological device before, mm-hmm. as is the case with the paraphernalia that Aeon priests carry around. But you can't tell what that is at this point. 
just that it certainly was something um, held around a neck, probably the neck of this dog. And there's the distinct remaining symbol of an Ann priest. Um, so kind of, um, Ruben will kind of pop up out mm -hmm. of the squat that he's in and, cool. uh, hand the collar to, um, the Faye and be like, oh, um, cool. patch this up for him, maybe? I know it's beneath your skill level, good sir. <laughs> like the complaint is on Faye's lips and immediately dies, nods and say, like, all right, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Uh, um, it, do it have uh, a name on the collar? It just, uh, it just says a symbol. That just clarify something. Is this a dog collar or like a priest collar or? Hmm. Um, both right now because the dog is a, is a priest. So. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, right, right. But it doesn't look like it was original intention was for a person, or is this like a dog collar kind of? I'll say this. Um, I mean, this is you know the ninth world, right? Mm -hmm. So who knows what a human collar looks like in a dog's collar? But um, the question um, is a valid question. So this is how I'd like to answer it. This dog looks like it's. Um, I mean, this is a large dog. This is this dog is the size of a Great Dane. I might not have explicitly said that before, but you know, when the ruckus was off. caused, right? It was a huge dog left out of this parade, ripped the cybernetic arm off this guy, and ran through the stalls, right? And is now in this cave. The dog's neck is is thick around. This collar could have belonged to a person, or it could have belonged to the dog. It's hard to tell. Um, if the collar was fixed, it probably would fit around the dog's neck right now. So if uh, Faye did indeed want to fix it, mm -hmm. um, that's a pretty rudimentary task in this case, assuming you have some other materials, um, because um, you probably have to patch something together. But it, it would only be a difficulty two task. This is um, pretty simple in order to make it into something that the dog could wear if it so chose. Cool. I will reduce. Or if you, if you wanted to put it on there. Yeah, I'm going to reduce my parts by one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, because God bless you, Numenera, for saying, Parts. It's a thing. It could be anything. You just have it. Thank exactly. You. Let's abstract it. Yeah. And there's Simple. other specified stuff for magical bullshit, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah. uh, and then I guess it's going to be a crafting Numenera roll. Yeah, that works. Okay. Yep, that applies. Uh, and you're specialized, aren't you? Oh, yeah. So yep. I don't need you know to roll. Means. Nope. Cool. Uh, yep. So, yeah. <laughs> So this is a thing. I should also mention, I didn't say this before. Sorry about this. If you can um, eliminate the difficulty, you make it below zero, zero or below, right? That means you automatically succeed. You don't have to roll. If you want to roll, you can. However, you still incur a chance of a GM intrusion and you get the chance of getting a major or minor effect. Right. Yep. Yeah. In, in my cool. particular case, because... That's a win-win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I think about it. Um, in my case, commonplace items like doggy collars are made at a higher level than normal. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I take you know what is you know this woven cloth thing and like it's yeah. flip the top of the bag open. Now I have access to all my crafting tools, and it's just it's mm -hmm. a little micro workbench right here, and just hand back in you know a few moments because 
Faye appreciates the dog, understands that this is a dog, but this is also a wild animal. He is not handling said wild animal and hands the now carbon fiber <laughs> Ooh, yeah. uh, uh, dog collar over to to uh, uh, Reuven and there. Thank you. <laughs> and yes, does actually thank for like the opportunity to fiddle and mess with stuff. It's like, yep, nope, thank That's you. Um, and then Reuben like slowly approaches the dog mm-hmm. and like squats down in front, like fully in front, not like sneaking up on him or anything. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, and like holds out the collar and like points to him. The dog looks at you, his eyes open. He puts down the gecko and like licks the oil off of his mouth and blinks and nods. And sticks his throat, his his head further. Yeah, it looks like a distinct nod too, like kind of a weird behavior for a dog sometimes. But yeah, told you. Um, Yeah, and Ruben's like, like whatever sort of like, whatever the like given. um, What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, Like honorific or whatever for Mm -hmm. one of these priests. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, your eminence or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, may I do this for you? And then, oh, thank you, your eminence, and flips the collar around. And then looks at his internal reputation meter to see if it went up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> He's got a good feeling about this. Cool. Fantastic. So um, you put the collar on. Faye did some work to make sure it is now functional for it looks like it's at least superficially intended purpose of wrapping around a neck as large as this dog. Um, the collar goes around the dog's neck and uh, the pendant, the symbol, hangs there a little bit and then it emits a little chime. I didn't do that. Um, and, uh, ooh, yeah, look at that. Podcast, folks. We got a cat on the podcast. Cat. Sorry. That's you missed right. out on the Ziggy. Missed out. You need to watch that video. See that cat. Uh, so the the collar snaps, or Reuven closes the collar around the neck of the dog. Um, once the pendant stops moving, the pendant stops moving with the symbol of Aeon Priest. Emits a little chime. And then it lights up a little bit with a kind of um, silvery white glow. Not unlike the tattoos that Blaze has all over his body. And then it goes dim. And then um, the dog opens its mouth, and you hear the words, thank. I'm just pointing, told you, see, see. Reuben also does, I told you so. Faye points at Reuben and said, why didn't you tell me? I could have at least studied it first. The dog just said one word. <laughs> Still dog. How many words do dogs normally say? Well, I'm just places thinking that's not a priest. That's a dog. Did you like the gecko? <laughs> what was that? Sorry. What was the gecko suitable, your eminence? Uh, the dog says, good. Good. Why, why do you need the arm? 
Dog looks down at the arm and remembers the arm, then looks back at you and his eyes open. And Dog says, Elkana. What's that? Gesundheit? El Elkana. There, like something I can roll to see if I recognize that word. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, let's see. This would be an intellect task. If you have anything that might apply to um, knowledge of um, the Numenera, of the Aeon Priests, um, of let's see, what would I be have another one. The region. I mean, if you were from the area, then I'd give you like a you know the equivalent of like a common knowledge asset. Oh, then but, yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. So this this is potentially yeah. a word that Reuven might know. Yeah. He, um, maybe. Know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Reuven's a nano, and I generally assume that the nanos have some association with Aeon Priest, right. unless you've said explicitly that they don't. Nope. So. Yep. I imagine he like fully like if anybody wanted to like take a look at him when he came back, right? Mm -hmm. to, yeah. Like, help understand what he had been through. He'd be fine with sharing that. Yes, that's generally what happens. And most people trust the Aeon Priests, right? Exactly. So, they're generally a benevolent order. Cool. Um, what kind of difficulty is this? So, to recognize the name, this would be a difficulty... four. Okay. How about to, like, kind of fully understand what the dog's saying or is that the same thing oh to, you just hear that one word and um if yeah. the yeah sorry 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 you, you understand what the dog is saying you just hear that word to recognize the word right to call it forth it'd be difficulty right. for that's what i mean okay. just throwing this out there this just could be a numenera that translates animal thoughts into a recognizable voice pattern mm-hmm and this just could be the high priest's favorite pet. Mm-hmm. He still needs help with something. Hooray. Yay. We'll, yeah, we'll it, count it understanding plays, Numenera for this. He has one, a bad so. headache in his right eye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, look. Technology I mean, causing a headache. Uh, you, said, you said... I mean, that was how I like recognized the... Aeon that's totally fine. So I that was yeah, a, you're right. It was just skill. To totally fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I shouldn't say will count. Uh, I should say it applies. That's what I meant. For sure. Yeah. As in, it, instead of implying that it was mm -hmm. uh, a temporary sure. um, thing. So, cool. Um, so I got a nine. Yes. And, uh, well, a six that I would have needed. Yes, exactly right. So you succeed. So um, that name sounds familiar to you um, as an Ian Priest. You recognize that name. That she was an Eon priest. Uh, and I'll say this. Um, yeah, you know she was an Eon priest. And you know she came around this general area at some point in the past. Does this, she was known for traveling. Does this belong to Elkana? Is that what Reuben asked the dog? Mm -hmm. Um. The, and, and is Reuven asking about the collar or what? The, the arm? 
the arm. Oh, um, the dog looks at you or looks at Reuven and says, No. But needs? Mm. Mm. Need. Find. Elkana. Hmm. I can help you look for her. Dog's eyes open and it gets up on its legs and excitedly says, Find Elkana? Yeah. Will the arm help, you think? Arm, find Elkana. Okay. Yes, Faye? Let me just, let me, I mean, I can figure out how it might help us find the, the Aeon Priest. Let sure. me... Yeah, can we, so I'm essentially like asking the dog, like, I'm going to take a look at it, okay? No steel. No? <laughs> just here. And he'll invite they'll invite Fayo to be like we're just gonna look at it here we won't even we won't I, I, move no steel no steel promise promise <laughs> dog sits down oh, is there like a, a cooperating sort of things built into the system oh you can aid people yeah if you're aiding somebody and you are trained or specialized in the relevant skill, you give them an asset on their role. Okay. Um, so, so that's how you stack stuff, right? You get specialized, you get somebody else who's at least trained, they get an asset, and then you get an asset, and then you apply levels of effort, and you can do things that are impossible. Sounds cat. While you guys have your conversation with the dog, I'm just going to check out the surroundings and make sure we're not going to be disturbed. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, what do I, I wouldn't to... want anyone to see us having a conversation with a dog. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the weirdest thing you and I have done. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> while they're doing this studying, I want to uh -huh. get my my points back. Just mm. take a moment to sort of imagine it as like mentally grounding myself from. I don't normally do this much this quickly. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So what what do I roll again? Uh, you roll a 1d6, and if you're going to, um, the first one time you do it is one action, the second time it's 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm going to do both of those together. Cool. Yeah, you can. You can You can do both at the same time. Um, so it's 1d6 and... plus 2 for my tier? Yes. Um, so for each of those rolls, so that'll be 2d6 plus 4. That's total number of points you get to allocate back. And I believe you can just click the recovery button. Indeed. So bad. <laughs> It do be like that. Um, so I imagine that looking into this arm is going to be an understanding Numenera. Yep. Okay. No, no. Are you not trained at all in that? Um, that's the one that I have an inability oh, right, in. <laughs> so yeah, probably not. Yeah. So uh, the yeah. thing I was going to say, I don't want to yeah. actually take it apart, but I uh -huh. was wondering from Faye's side of things, he's just, you know, let, let me just open this port open. Let me pull this panel up and just kind of mm. poke around on the insides. Mm. Um, yeah. OK, so from that understanding of your skills, then uh, I think Ruben would invite you over, but say, like, let me 
figure it out first, okay? And it, it's probably happened that Faye's taken something apart before and then put it back together and had 17 extra parts. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it still worked just fine, I promise. We can, see if it we can say like on on adventure number one you like took something apart before i got to study it and i'm mm-hmm. like do you know what that could have been no but it I was a vintage game sphere <laughs> uh, and right. then the other the other side of that was um well obviously we're not taking it apart um mm-hmm. i was wondering if that scavenging no, excuse me, salvaging Numenera may apply an asset to uh, hmm. Reuven's. You know what? I'll say this. Um, depending upon how Reuven approaches it, you could certainly aid them in making sure they don't damage the arm if they're taking it apart. So that's totally okay with me, right? however it's described to accommodate that. I also realized that um, I intended to tell Ash what Vet got. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, I was about to before, ask him like the And this is relevant here, or potentially relevant, depending on what you do. So um, whenever it happens, right, if if Vet starts looking in the pouch, let's say a pouch or a container or something um, that she stole um, when they get to the cave, right, uh, she has an oddity, right? And this oddity um, has inside of it what looks like a, a feather made of gold. Um, and when you look very close, uh, it looks like the feather is truly made of gold. As in, this is not a constructed golden feather. It looks like the encased within this, you know, globe, um, it is a feather whose elements are gold. As though some creature grew this golden feather. Interesting. Yeah. And then the item that you stole, right? You open up the pouch, and it is a an amber orb, like a small, let's say, um, the size of a clementine orange. Uh, and inside of this pouch, um, it, uh, it's it was disguising its weight somehow because when you take it out it suddenly feels like it weighs five pounds (laughs) so recognizing what this substance is would be a difficulty six understanding numenera task um i'm gonna try Mm -hmm. (laughs) and probably fail and then depending on what i find yeah, if mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, then I'll uh, ask Faye. Or yep. not Faye, um, Reuven. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, if you want to spend um, intellect, you can. But I know you're lower in your pools, so not a requirement. Yeah, I'm at 12 now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, none of my my skills are all about, like, reading people and being sneaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you got 18. You have seen this before. I'm going to spend one effort. Cool. All right. You apply one level of effort. So now you're going to get a 15. 15 or higher, and you know what this is. I do not. Oh, so close. I rolled a 12. So close. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, Yeah. 
I'm just going to look at it and sort of puzzle over yep. it for a bit and be like, yeah, it's real heavy. <laughs> Does it have and, one, two, three, four, five, six, or seven stars on it? <laughs> if you look within, it has eight stars. Oh, wow. Yeah. At the Namekian ones or. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I will. Okay. So, uh, I guess I will make a roll for understanding the arm. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. And, and, and then, <laughs> and then the specifically how it can help track someone is mm -hmm. like what I'm given to understand, yeah, or that this dog is sort of implying. It's understanding that it's an arm. That's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know it's an arm. You know it's a cybernetic arm. Right. Um, it you might know have several functions, but I'm looking for yes. one that might help track someone. Right. Cool. So. Sounds good. Track somebody down. All right. Fantastic. I would say that determining if it has that function um, is going to be ooh, this arm. Difficulty five. We'll apply a level of effort. Cool. So I'm looking for a six. I got a 19. Oh. <laughs> Incredible. You know what that is? Songbird. That's, yeah, that's... Uh, that's, that's what we call luck. minor effect. Um, yeah, so what do you want your minor effect? So first you succeed in recognizing, and I'll describe what that is. But um, you also get to contribute a minor effect. How about just like a quick... Like, in in going over it, just like... Tell me if this is too powerful, but like essentially a, a quick like rundown of everything the arm can do. Oh, okay. Like figuring out other functions too, like as I'm going through testing. And tell me if that. I mean, I can. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this: um, you have determined you you realize that if you have enough time to experiment with the arm, you could figure out almost everything it does. Mm. Okay. Um, it'll take it'll take quite a while to do that, sure. but um, in the immediate sense, um, you know that it does. Um, it it is a um, it can be used to track someone. It seems like uh, it it has some kind of uh, active connection, okay. uh, and you detect that um, it is. Or I'll say this: it uh, it seems heavier than it should be. So then, um, before um, we elaborate on that, Craig, with Blaze um being a stalwart sentinel and looking out into the desert, um, you see what look like small interruptions in um the heat shimmer in the distance. It could dust plumes, possibly. Dust plumes could be something. Yeah. Um, real rough distance. You could probably estimate that. Um, on riding lizards, whatever that is, would probably be here within fifteen minutes. And it looks like they're heading this way, right? It looks like it, they could be heading this way. Yeah. Okay. Um, he'll track them for a couple minutes just to get a better idea on their angle. Okay. Sounds good. 
And we'll come back to that in a moment then. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the the arm appears heavier than it should be. Okay. You, you're not a frail person, so it's not no. as though this is an encumbrance. But um, appears heavier than it, it, it should be. And if it's okay with you, I'll, I'll narrate an additional thing that you're likely to do based on that minor effect. Uh, the arm appears heavier than it should be. And uh, you notice a hidden clasp on the underside, mm -hmm. um, on the bicep, mm -hmm. uh, very close to where it attaches to the armpit. Mm -hmm. um, and inside of it, you see um, a oblong piece of the same amber that Vet stole. Uh, and so, Riven, like from from that sort of quick study like pop up with anybody know what and then turn around and like see i'm just holding an orb of it where'd you get that found it okay <laughs> in the cave sure at the at the bazaar ah i think we all kind of know by this point what found it means <laughs> ah, right. it was around your predilection of extra legal acquisitions what is it oh that's a good question and to elaborate on that i should also mention this um i'm sorry i got excited um when you undo the clasp mm -hmm. right um it looks like the the piece of tronic amber is suspended in some kind of field in that okay. little area um and when you take it out um some of the features in the arm stop mm -hmm. functioning okay yeah yeah um wouldn't be taking it out unless they were pretty sure it can go back in, right? Yeah, it can definitely Unless go back in. in. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. And and with your understanding of the Numenera, especially the minor effect. battery effect is happening yeah. here. Yes, absolutely. You, you're confident you can put it back in and right, right, right. whatever this suspension field is. Uh, and you observe that it's having some effect on the arm. Okay. Yep. Um, all right. Sorry, quick interruption for yes. meta knowledge. Amber is a significant thing to the Aeon things, right? Because they have like the Amber Pope, right? They have the Amber Pope. Okay. There's mm -hmm. the Amber Monolith. Yes, mm -hmm. Amber things generally are significant to them. Okay. Um, so it powers the arm? It, it does appear to Reuven that um, it has some effect on the arm. The arm isn't completely functionless it's without it, but it is augmenting. having some enhancing effect. It is augmenting the Augmenting arm. different yeah. circuitry and effects and mm -hmm. things like that. Yep. Um, hmm. Can I see that? You're like orb. Uh, yeah, I'll hand you the big... I have like a big piece of it, right? Yeah, yeah. You have a, a piece larger than the one yeah, that was yeah. extracted. So um, It weighs a lot more than it yeah, yeah, yeah. ought to. So it's like a like a handheld like you said like a clementine the yes, weighs the like five pounds yes exactly okay um all right well I guess which of course suggests that it's dense or there's some element in its physical properties oh yeah didn't you say it weighed, weighed less in the bag before i took it out yes yes i did interesting um so you, you start putting things in the bag thing. and then seeing how much they weigh <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea we can return so, to that experimentation in a moment what do you think sorry six for this yes to 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 recognize what what the, the amber is and um, it's not impossible that you would know what it is having seen it before okay 
Um, I will. I'll really put my put my whole. You know the phrase. Yeah, totally. You can do it. Put your ass into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, shit. Look at it. There you go. So roll 12, Who knows what all the things are? Bunch of things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So specialized plus two levels of effort brings it down to only a six on that roll. Yep. That's Fantastic. Four of my points. So I am burning through that intellect. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. All righty. Cool. You um, know, or at least have heard of what this is. This is Tronic Amber. Tronic Amber. It is a fuel uh, known to have stellar properties, stellar resonance, um, or at least it's reputed to have stellar resonance, but that's uh, hard for people to establish. Was that wrong? Yeah, exactly. Yes, Tronic Amber. That's right. Spelled exactly like that. Uh, And you know that uh, the nearby town of Sirio was once or once made its fortune off of mining Tronic Amber. I see. Mm Mm-hmm. And as you have observed and you have heard, but never seen in action, I would like to assume, mm-hmm. Tronic Amber can function to power advanced Numenera. Much in the manner that our right would know to be IO. So it's valuable. Oh, yeah. Quite heavy. Uh, I, I believe uh, they would categorize this as the good shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, it, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> so real quick. Um, well, let's return briefly to Blaze. Mm-hmm. Um, so while that's happening, uh, Blaze does uh, seem to recognize that the plumes are getting closer and he is able to discern uh, the faint outlines of what are riding lizards. And it seems that they are now, if if it's fair for me to assume that you're watching them for about five minutes, um, that they will be approaching this general position in about 10 minutes. All right. So Blaze is going to head in. Um, I don't know if they're following tracks or if they can track that arm, but it looks like we're going to have company in about 10 minutes. All right. There's some lizard riders out there making their way here pretty quickly. Um, so whatever we're going to want to do, we got... 10 minutes or so to decide. What was that, Ash? Sorry. Oh, um, if they're tracking something in the arm, maybe if we take the thing out to turn it off again. Hmm. My immediate concern is also we should turn off the light. I mean, it probably doesn't go off. It probably doesn't yeah, show. Remember, we're back around the corner. to the... Mm-hmm. It's probably not bright enough to show off like enough because it's the middle of the day in the desert, right? Oh yeah, okay. 
Yeah, fortunately, um, you can you can be reasonably sure that based on the structure of the cave, yeah. that if you're using a major glow globe or a flashlight or the equivalent of looking at something, it's probably not going to shine out. However, yeah, there is a concern about being in a cave with a, right. you know, only right. one exit. Um, he'll, for now, pocket the, um, like oblong amber. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's like a rock or something to have the dog like hide behind, mm-hmm. um, he'll he'll motion like take the take the arm and go hide back there. There's people coming. Okay, yeah, we'll say that. Uh, this is not um, uh, you're not fishing a barrel, so there is right. a, a passageway that uh the dog can get into move for deeper into the cave. I don't know who is coming. Is someone else looking for Elkana? Bad people? The dog looks and says <laughs> Bad Elkana bad Elkana good I think morality might be a touch beyond the dog. Miss Elkana. Hmm. Understandable. Blaze is leaning in, like trying to pay attention, then catches himself and like shakes his head. As if <laughs> it's he's, like, like, I'm not paying attention to a dog. Like, I'm not listening to a freaking <laughs> dog. I'm to a dog. Goes <laughs> back to the door. We'll make sure people no steel arm. Mm. No we steel will help arm. You find her. Mm. Find Elkana. So stay here. Stay. Um, and Reuben gets up and and like kind of from this like very like squatted down like you know hunkered down sort of position. Yes, just like, like stands up and goes like to their full height Ooh. and shoulders get broad and yeah. Um, so I have um for my nano mm-hmm. my nano abilities is ward. Oh um, yeah. So I just always have one armor. Yeah, I like the thought of good. that being the dragon scales of. Oh, cool! Yeah, like, and so like, it's you're not sure if something goes up or if something comes down. It looks simultaneously oh. both both of those, but there's like That's... just this like air of like seriousness that comes yeah. over them, and they full on look like a, a Dungeons and Dragons dragonborn. Fantastic. Um, like red scales with like some gold streaks through them and stuff like that. Uh, and they march off to stand with Blaze at the front of the cave. Cool. Did, did you say we had 10 minutes? 15 yeah. minutes? Yeah. 10 minutes. 10. You had 10. 10 once. Mm-hmm. You had 15 from the moment that Blaze spotted the dust plumes or the whatever's interrupting the heat shimmer. 10 minutes from when Blaze reported that they were coming this way. Nine now. Yeah. <laughs> Give me 10. Dang it. Don't I need 10? I need exactly 10. <laughs> Give me 10. Yep. Give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me that. Mm-hmm. I desire. Oh, yeah. Um, because uh, I need to put together a cipher, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it. Um, uh, because it is a. Uh, it is an assessed difficulty of, uh, well, actually, probably less 
because mm-hmm. of my skill. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just I keep looking. I cannot find what uh, what I would use to build it with. How to build the cipher? Um, yeah, well, specifically what parts I may need for it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, because I'm not sure if that would actually require IO or not. Um, you can use other ciphers to do it. Ciphers can provide you with the fuel to do so. Gotcha. Well, because I yeah. have IO already. and mm-hmm. I. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. You started with some IO. Mm-hmm. So. Started with a small pile of it. Um, hmm. So. Hmm. All right. This is what Reuven knows. They know that small bits of, I mean, as they've observed, uh, sufficiently large quantities of tronic amber can be used to power advanced Numenera. Small pieces of it can be used to power rudimentary Numenera. However, as I mentioned, it is a relatively dense, solid fuel. So, Reuven knows that you could try and chip some pieces off of it. I imagine you mean Faye, by the way. What did you say? You mean Faye. No, okay. no, 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 because you didn't know what Tronic Amber was. I'm going to mention what you know in a moment. Sure. Um, Reuven knows that you could, um, you could try and chip pieces off of it, but it's a dangerous process. Right. Um, Faye knows, in having dealt with IO and extracting it from um, Numenera devices, that the larger the quantity or the more potent the IO, the more potentially dangerous it is to harvest it in a haphazard way. Gotcha. Yeah, because I'm, because I have the plans for a magnetic attack drill. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've got a bunch of, like the standard base level IO. I'm just trying oh, yeah. to figure out how much of that I would need to use. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I can't find something in the book for it because mm, mm-hmm. it just tells me all sorts of interesting stuff about them, but no uh, information on what I would use to make it. OK, cool. Gotcha. Well, the working blaze is just going to staring out in the desert, say so that we can hear. They're probably going to want to fight when they get here if we're still here. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, did we, we uh, um, sorry. really going to get into a fight because a dog said so? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. We'll answer questions. Mm-hmm. Find out what they want. If we don't like the sound of it, then we fight. That's how the world works. Ash. I was going to say, um, I thought we had, like, extra, like, cipher or whatever that we were going to get to have. So I was looking at them. Mm, yeah. You mean other than the starting ones? Yeah, I thought you said we could have, um, or was it oddities? It was a very rare or rare item. Where oh, yeah, yeah. I said you had 500 shins, and then you had um, your choice of a... Uh, a rare or very rare item in addition to whatever you buy with the with the shins to account for having um gone up a tier or starting at tier two. 
Okay, can I have a different cipher than the starting ones? Yeah, if you didn't like those, you can you can have those. Yeah, um, and and the reason why I say that is, I mean, you could you're gonna you would have swapped out your ciphers over and over again between tier one and two. So if you don't like the ones that you got, it's it's totally cool to have different ones. You can just roll them again or choose them. And when you pick them, do you roll the one d six plus two? Yep, or whatever. Uh, and that determines the level. Yeah, a brief um, emphasis on this. Cool part about cipher system is there's tremendous um, incentive to use the ciphers, right? The GM is in, encouraged to give ciphers out often, um, commensurate with the, the how frequently they're used. So players don't ever have to hoard ciphers. And if they do, as I've teased Drew, if you get to a certain point, you can create a quantum singularity and suck yourself into a black hole instantaneously, taking everything with it. If you have too many ciphers, it's awesome. I want somebody to do that. I don't want them to get stuck <laughs> in a black hole, but I want them to make the role to test whether or not get stuck into a black hole. But Drew's not going to do it. No, I have in fact a art. The plans for. A cipher containment bag yeah. that literally <laughs> lets me shove shit in there so they don't blow up. Yeah, he uh, refuses. He refuses yeah, to test yeah. fate. <laughs> uh, how do we privately roll? Just because I don't want to fill up the chat, but I want to roll for this. Oh, yeah. Things. Let's see. Um, if I remember correctly. Is it um, like a whisper? Let's see. Um, I think you do slash GM roll and I'd see it. Um, I'd be the only one who sees it. Yeah. Or you could do slash WGM. Yeah, cool. I see it. Do you see it? Uh, yes. Great. So yeah, it's just you and me. And technically yeah, chat. The chat. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to fill it up for chat, whatever. It's fine. Yep. Okay. So I finally found the list. I do not have some of the stuff I would need for it. So mm. even the base level, uh, first level cipher re uh, requires quanti quantium. Uh, mm, yeah. So I would not be able to make it if I'm understanding mm. this, that may just mean I need this or this or this. Either way, not going to stress about it. So I still have IO that I can zap people with anyways. You could do lots of stuff with it. IO beams. Yep. That's because you're Ioran man. It's going to stick. It's going to stick. It's nope. happening. <laughs> yep. Just like fetch. It's happening, everyone. All right. So yeah, uh, for Faye, it's oh yeah, I can't. I the the one thing I thought I could whip up, maybe I can't right now, so I don't have time. So I'm just gonna come out with effectively a piece of IO, a piece of junk um, that sparks, and just like rubbing it together because I can Ooh. zap people. <laughs> all right, <laughs> so you're all stunting at the at the front of the cave. Uh, I I don't think he's doing so threateningly so much as I have mm -hmm. it and. For other people, it's like, well, that's some weird gizmos in his hand. For mm. other people, <laughs> yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, makes sense. As opposed to holding my dart thrower. Is totally. Idea. I'm going to do a recovery roll while I have time. Yep, you got time. I traded out my the machine control cipher mm-hmm. and instead got a missile. Oh, wow, cool. <laughs> it's that a poison escalated. dart. He says what? Uh, it's a hunter seeker, so like it's a, a drone basically that you set yeah. on somebody. Yeah. And uh, I rolled for what its effect is. It's poison. Uh, oh, so God. it only does three <laughs> points of damage, but it inflicts a poison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poison, I think, makes you impaired. Let me make sure. Which is definitely good. And I feel like this is probably just a little like. I'm picturing like um. Like a little Polly Pocket type thing that you just open up and the little thing gets out and starts buzzing away. Oh, yeah, totally. Not heard in the longest time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like most of her stuff is. Small things she could easily nick. Mm, And sometimes it's a killer missile needle. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense to me. And what was the level of the cypher? It's level three, so it will attempt to attack three times. Okay, it can cool. only hit once, but mm-hmm. it will keep trying to hit if it misses. Great. Yeah, so someone needs to make a might defense task to resist the poison. All right. Yep. So, cool. Blaze and uh, uh, Reuven are at the entrance. Faye just approached, and it sounds like Vet just did too. I'm like hunkering down a little bit back from the front. Okay, sounds good. Great. So then to revise that, Blaze and Reuven are at the entrance. Uh, Faye is nearby as well, wielding a piece of IO that's triggering sparks, and Vet is a little ways back. Yeah, behind me a little bit. Okay, great. Do you want to be within the same range band or out back or a back pass? And so, oh, here's to remind everybody what the range bands are. Cool. So there are four range bands in Cypher System. They make it very simple for abstraction. Close, short, long, and extreme. Okay? Close is like everything within about 10 feet, right? Or melee range, you can assume, right? Past 10 feet to, um, let's see. Hold on. I think short range is out to 100. Make sure... I'll confirm that in a moment. The important thing is uh, you can get um, from short to close range with uh, a move action or with a single action, right? If you're within close range, you can engage in melee attacks. Um, if you're within close range with a ranged weapon, you gain an asset on uh, uh, the speed task to attack with it. A long range takes um, your full action to do that, or if you have an enabler that allows you to um, move more quickly, you can. And uh, you can also um, move two range bands um, by making a running test to to accomplish that. It's a difficulty for running test. Um, There are certain things that allow you to attack at extreme range, but for the most part, you can't really. So usually it's long, short, and close range that are the relevant ones. You have some kind of weird sniper rifle some futuristic sniper rifle you can attack from extreme range, but generally those are the range bands that matter. 
So the the reason why I'm asking if you want to be in short range, you could. Um, that means that if someone is in uh, fighting in melee with Blaze, Reuven, or Fey, then they would not be able to immediately attack you. They would have to move into another range band to do so. Yeah, that seems right. But I'm still cool. close enough that I could get up to them if I need to. Yes, exactly. But I figured you wanted to want to make sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, Vet is in short range from uh, the three of you. I think I hear that correctly, right? You're all at the entrance of the cave. The rest of you at the entrance of the cave, right? Actually, Faye. I guess I would be mm-hmm. short range as short well range because as well? that's okay. the range of the ray. So sounds good. Cool. So then Reuven and Blaze are at the entrance of the cave. Vet and Faye are in short range behind them into the cave, right? Yep. All right, great. Cool. So the riders are approaching. Um, we can speed along the next uh, few minutes to get to the when they arrive, because it seems like you're awaiting their arrival. Uh, the last question I have before they arrive is, are you going to allow them to get close enough to, to talk to you intimately? Or are you going to halt them when they get, you know, within, I don't know, how, how, how close are you allowing them to get? That's the question I should ask. Um, I would halt them at a long distance from me. Oh, wow. Okay. So about 100 feet away? Yeah, because I have fleet of foot, so I can cover that in one action and still attack. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, I do know that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. As long as we can still shout to him from there. That's- yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. So um, you would need to say that. You would need to halt them, call out to them, because otherwise they're just going to... No, I will out. call out to them. Okay, cool. So um, they approach. You see this dust storm as they're getting closer. You recognize the appearance of the riding cr- lizards. And um, you see the symbol you saw in the constables before associated with Hakon's Bazaar. Um, there are there are four of them on these lizards approaching. Uh, they do not have weapons out, like lances or anything like that, but they clearly do have sidearms. And they have a cudgel on the other side of their hip. So at 100 feet, when you call out, what do you say? Um, come no further. Why have you followed us? The lizards like kind of skid to a stop and they look at each other and the one that's a little taller than the others and looks like um, she has an additional like slash on her pauldrons. Uh, Blaze and Reuven are at the entrance to this cave with uh, Vet and Faye further back. The lizard riders approach um, at 100 feet from the cave. Blaze calls out, halt, come no further. Why have you followed us? Lizard riders skid to a halt. Um, They look at each other. And then the one who seems marked as uh, the highest in command um, takes uh, a calling horn off her hip and calls out crossing the the distance of the sand and the wind um, and says, uh, cracking Hakon's arm. If you have it, release it. Where did we leave the arm? Oh, with a dog. dog. Right. dog has it. Yeah, we don't have it. Mm-hmm. The dog has it. We don't have uh, possession of an arm. 
other than ours. Please looks at Reuben <laughs> and then looks back to the writers and stay silent. The writers look at each other and they say, Oh, she she reaches inside of um like a belt pouch and pulls out um seems like a I won't say simple transponder because it's future fantasy right but there's something beeping on it and she says uh this disagrees Blaze kind of looks over at Ruben like well. <laughs> Eyes are good. They're not that good. He nods and says, I intend to search that cave. If you stand in the way, there will be hostilities. If you do not, none are necessary. She puts um, the. Well, he says a couple of mudras <laughs> and his tattoos glow. Yes! <laughs> and he says, You will not enter this cave. He means dibs. Uh, she um she nods, and uh, at this distance you can easily see her expression. Right, mm -hmm. um, she grimaces and says, "So be it." And uh, they all hop off the lizards. Blaze explodes from his position, and in like seconds closes the hundred feet. All right, roll initiative, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> How many of them are there? There are four. 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 All right. So uh, the way initiative works in Cypher System, which I very much like, is it is um, weighted towards or generally weighted in the player's favor. So um, in order to determine who goes first, all of the players roll. If at least one of the players beats the NPCs, then all the players go before the NPCs. If none of the players beat the NPCs, then they all go after the NPCs. Allows for coordination and makes for uh, what I feel is more narrative seamlessness. And there's so, no applying effort or anything to this. It's just a straight roll, right? It is a speed task and you can apply effort. Oh. In almost every single role, fortunately in Cypher System, you can apply skills, effort, and assets. So. Um, there's sometimes some ciphers that can give you an asset to initiative. Um, some people get inabilities to initiative. If you are trained or specialized in initiative, then you can apply those skills or that 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 level of skills. The um, the difficulty you need to beat here is difficulty four. They are all level four constables. Difficulty four, you said. Yep. Mm hmm. Um, okay, so I don't have any bonus to initiative, right? I just have it as a skill. If you have it as a skill, it is probably at least trained. Well, it's it's on this section, but it's oh, not that's right. Naturally, it's naturally on the sheet. That's right. Yeah, sorry. 
you'd have to change it to if you were trained. But it's just on there for a good roll. Yeah, I don't think I have any sort of bonus to it. That's fine. Well, I apply a level of, of effort to the roll. Oh, there we go. No one. Yeah, if any of you are untrained um, or have an inability. Untrained doesn't add anything, right? Mm-hmm. No, not untrained, but an inability um, would uh, would increase it, would make it harder. So note that if you do have it. This is why I didn't. Wow, hang on. Am I the only one trained in initiative? I don't know. Are you? I don't know. Craig, are you not trained in initiative? No. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to remember that next time we roll initiative. There we go. My training is focused not on who lands the first punch, but on who lands the last one. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I like it, baby. I get it. You're slow. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) As he's so soft. Yeah, what's up? What's that, Ash? Oh, okay, I see. It says roll eight beats difficulty two. Is difficulty three? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's telling you what difficulty you would have beat. Yep. It is a little confusing at a glance. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No worries. All you gotta really care about is what the roll is, and then mm-hmm. if you need back reference, then you can just say like, "Oh, I would have beaten a two, and you know it. You needed a three. So yep. that's exactly right. Technically, we could do all of this by just rolling the d20 right. if we needed to. But um, the tooltips are, are convenient when we know how to read them. Yep. Thank you, puppy dog. Alrighty. So uh, you, uh, at least one of you succeeded. Mm-hmm. So it means that you're all going to get to act first. I think narratively, Craig was. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. Blaze popped the fuck off. So let's do that. Um, so I'd apply one level of effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, but the task is hindered. How do I put that in? Ooh, what what task is hindered? Um, I can move a hundred feet and still attack is um, part of that action. Mm-hmm. But the attack is then hindered. Oh yeah, yeah. It means that it raises the effective difficulty. Okay. So what difficulty am I at for attacking somebody? Before you apply any skills or anything like that, mm-hmm. they are difficulty four. They're or rather they are level four enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so against them with this attack. You're rolling against a difficulty five. Uh, yeah, um, difficulty I, five. Because it is hindered, right? Yes, because it is hindered. Only because it is hindered. Right. But I'm specialized in um, armed attacks. Yep. That's two levels of reduction. Um, and I'm the low effort I'm spending. Well, I think this should fit. Let's try that, see how it goes. Ooh. Ooh, baby! Well, sure. That's how you so, start a fight. Look at that. So, just for flavor, Blaze is going to target the toughest one. Yeah. But if you can't tell if one is tougher than the other, he's going for the leader. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, they seem reasonably similar in toughness. They're just one is clearly in command. Oh, and for the podcast folks, that was a natural 20. That's right. Yeah. Craig got that major effect, baby. Oh, and also one, one, yeah, that's right. Plus four. If you want that, you can either get plus four damage or you can uh, take a major effect. It's up to you. Oh, um, plus four damage. Real quick, oh. um, uh, for future reference, right? You want to mm-hmm. choose between whether or not you're doing a light unarmed attack or a medium unarmed attack. Oh, I, mentally, I'd done that as a medium. Cool. Oh, I see. There's a roll button there. That I, yes, so that's right. Have damage in. So let's get that roll. But I'll. 
Roll medium for the damage? No, 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 it's, it, no the it's damage is flat, so you don't need to roll. Okay. What was that, Ash? And it's listed as a medium. Yeah, it, it rolled as a medium. Oh, he did. Okay, cool. Greg rolled as a medium. Excellent. Cool. And I'm just re- reminding you because if you roll with a light attack, you get an asset on the on the test. Right. So, cool. Excellent. So, uh, medium uh, attack, uh, and you do seven damage. Go ahead. Eleven damage. Yes, that's right. It will be eleven damage. Mm-hmm. God damn. Yep. So, blaze surges forward more quickly than they could anticipate with um the light after images of his glowing tattoos trailing in the distance um and uh he stops after an incredible sprint right next to the leader after she dismounted from the lizard and where do you hit her craig i'm just solar plexus straight solar plexus all right fantastic that's what i was hoping you'd do um, and he lowers himself into like a quarter or an eighth squat, balancing himself perfectly and hits her in the sternum with a blow that looks like if he had done just a little bit more damage, it would have knocked her completely off her feet unconscious. Flavor, there's a there's a real economy of motion when blazes turn the juice on kind of thing. Like there, oh, there's yeah. no motion wasted. He doesn't do the bouncing or anything. Everything is for a purpose. That's what I'm talking about. This is awesome. And for transparency, because this is our first combat together, right? Um, Generally, it's the case that everything about an enemy is determined by their level. Um, So their HP is effectively the same as the target number to defeat them, right? So they have 12 HP, level 4 enemies. Sometimes it's more based on some additional thing that's added to them or armor and stuff like that, right? Uh, These enemies are wearing light armor. They have one armor on them and that's it other than the weapons that they have so you did 10 damage to this enemy that only has 12 hp unarmed yep that's right exactly punch turner solar plexus totally not expecting it um and i don't know if there's a moment for a pause like as she's recovering from that it's like you don't have to do this (laughs) (laughs) hilarious um yeah. Can I go next? Yes, absolutely. Um, Blaze, just this like little breath of fire yeah. kind of peeling out around their uh, their uh, sort of grin mm-hmm. as they watch Blaze just like chunk this person uh, and they phase out of existence in a like digital blur. Um, and so I can move up to long distance and then attack at the end of it with Disrupting Touch. Do it! Um, so it cost me uh, one speed, one might. Um, how do I make a attack roll? Is it just like a might roll? There are attacks um, that you it, can It's a might or, or speed. speed. Yeah, it's up to you. Okay. Exactly. As this is Disrupting Touch said. is might, so. Okay, yeah. Then it'd be a might task. Okay. And um, if you're employing an ability like that, and it's my task, then you total up all the costs at the end when um, uh, taking into account edge. Oh, okay. Yep. Cool. Uh, you said it's difficulty four. Yes. Okay. No, I unless have... you have something that hinders it. No, you said something about a light attack being an asset, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, 
so does it say what kind of attack you make or just says you make an attack? You can turn it into a melee attack. Okay. Let me uh the description. I'll help you out here. Disrupting. It's Destiny page 98 for my build. Oh, thank you. Great. Perfect. 98. I think I know what it is, but I'm just making sure so that you get everything you deserve. All right. Plus one. Oh, okay, cool. Um, So you make an attack. Yeah, okay. So the way this works is you automatically do two points of damage. Um, and uh, if you choose to apply effort, um, you can increase the damage instead of making it easier to attack. So. Does that make sense? Okay. I mean, I still have to roll. Yeah, you still have to roll to attack yeah, them, yeah. and it's okay. difficulty four. You can always apply effort, but I meant if you wanted to roll against the four with, like, let it ride, right, as you were saying before, you could also apply effort instead of easing the difficulty, you could apply effort to increase the damage you do at the end. Um, I don't think I'm going to do that. Okay, gotcha. Oh, it says it ignores armor, so you know that if... Yeah, yep. Great. Yeah, perfect. I think I could pretty well judge like this person's ready to topple. Yep. And, yep. Like, totally. Ideally, I want to just like kind of pop up and just kind of like grab them in the face. Yeah. Do it. Um, Make it happen. All right. So it's difficulty four. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to apply effort once. Okay. To make it easier. Look at that. Spot on. Look at that. So it costs one. Which I already did. Plus one speed and then total of four might. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then, of course, reduce um, by the edge. So, right. So I think if I have edge in both, it reduces both pools, right? Or is it all like. I think it's one oh, and one. So if you, you have edge for speed, it would reduce that one, and then edge right. for might would be for that pool. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Okay. But I wouldn't be able to take two off of the might cost, right? So no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. The okay. the edge so, only applies to it unless so essentially the... phase sprinting is always free for me. Yeah, that's right. Unless yep. I want to do some other shenanigans. Yep. Totally. Cool. All right. Um, and then um, uh, uh, just to mention, right. The only context in which you can apply your edge from another pool mm. to spend on a task is if you've depleted all of your points in one pool and you have to spend from another in order to accomplish the task. Okay. So normal. Then you could imply it's like say you're out of your speed pool and you need right, to right, right. accomplish a certain task, you can spend from the other. Okay. Yep. But this being two things I have to like powers yes. I have to activate, then mm-hmm. they apply. Regardless. Yes, exactly. Yep. Okay. You get to apply both edges because cool. these are separate. Um, yep, totally. So yeah, he just sort of dips into this, you know, the the shit. What is it called? The data sphere. Oh, that's what you were saying. Yeah, you're saying yeah, that yeah. the 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 realm is connected or like yeah, yeah, contained yeah. within the data sphere somehow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. So partially, you know, either projecting back into or like lowering their projection into the real world. 
um and just kind of popping up and just this sort of like almost like like clothesline but like face grab and just sort of just popping them and just like slamming them down into the ground shit so as you do that um the discharge goes off and i believe you're attacking the leader um the one had just gotten punched decisively in the sternum by blaze um they're unconscious on the ground with their legs playing and the three remaining uh constables are aghast and this yeah this big fucking toothy dragon grin yeah <laughs> anybody else want to try and go in the cave <laughs> <laughs> which which i love because that's kind of the vibe that fave was gonna go with too so yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i guess is that the end of your turn chris yep yep oh, yeah um I, I don't think Faye's even going to try and zap anybody because especially because uh, Reuven did it and Blaze did it. And now Faye's just going to like because it's one action to move closer. So he is in range for the ray. Mm. And I think the equivalent of some angry mechanic engineer with like battery uh, cables setting up a bunch of sparks with the IO. Um, I'm using Iota Ray, but I'm not actually aiming at anybody. Um, I'm just firing it off as a threat. Oh, okay. if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, like yeah. discharging a shot in the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, technically, it cost me one uh, one intellect, but I have mm-hmm. two edge, so it costs me nothing to do, and it doesn't deplete yeah. the Iota, uh, unless I want to do extra damage, which I don't. Uh, Sweet. So yeah, it's just firing that off. Um, I think technically I need to roll to see if I do it. But I'm not 100% on that. If you succeed in. Um, yeah, that's what I was reading over trying to understand the. Uh, where's the ability? Whoop, item Ray. Where'd it go? Uh, trigger item Ray's 24 on Destiny. On the PDF, it's actually 26. Okay, page 26. Mm-hmm. Or Great, page 24, it. PDF page 26. All right, fair enough. Yeah, let me get that. Go look real quick. Is it's action? Yeah, yes. Take an action to do it. Generally, actions require a roll. Mm-hmm. But um, I wasn't sure if that's for the attack or just at all. Uh, it's generally for the attack. So it depends okay. on what you want to do with this. If you want to have an influence on them, then you could you could use it to do something uh, to them. Is that what you're attempting to do? Yeah, if if Faye can avoid, he's probably already in trouble <laughs> um, mm-hmm. with with the whole gravity changer thing. He's like, I really don't want to get in trouble for like literally beating up four constables. You took out one guy. Mm-hmm. Let's let the rest see that. Hey, we don't want to mm-hmm. fight you. We will, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's generally an attack. So um, you're letting it off. Mm hmm. Uh, I will say this, um, they were really shocked, Mm -hmm. right? Um, if you want to let off a ray and attempt to intimidate them with Mm -hmm. an intellect task, you can. Okay. Reuven and Blaze have definitely created a circumstance for that. And I'm absolutely certain that one of them will do that on their next action. If, if they do anything else. Right. 
Um, yeah, I'm good with that. I don't have any particular skills for it, so it will be a straight intellect thing. Uh, they're um, four, so difficulty would naturally be four. Yep. Um, cool. I will add uh, one effort. Cool. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, we'll you can see. count the, what happened as an asset. Okay, so that will reduce the difficulty to three. Yes. Okay. Before um, effort. Mm -hmm. Ooh, look at that. Nice. Cool. That's an 11. Clearly yep. beaten it. You succeed. Trying to help out podcast folks. Thank you. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Gotta be saying <laughs> that. Yeah. I was planning on doing that too. I had a no for myself. It's so easy for that to just disappear yeah. once you're running the game. Uh, yeah. So forget about it. A lot of angry clacking of iodum. And I mean, yeah, in reality, it's the equivalent of me smashing a bunch of batteries together and making sparks, yeah. but it's still oh, scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, just beam of energy firing off into the air and just saying, just leave it alone. We're getting it back eventually. <laughs> so uh, do you actually say that? Yes. Like, OK, just like this is ours. We're going to bring it back. But, you know, giving the constables an excuse and out, they can spin whatever story they want to. Their boss yeah, the is out. For fleeing enemy, yeah. Right. Yeah. OK, so then uh, that influences the three of them. Um, they look at each other. Uh, their their leader is unconscious, summarily knocked out and defeated. Right. Without any real effort on the part of the people who assaulted her. And uh, they uh, walk up um, and uh, kind of looking at the two of you to see if you're going to attack them as they grab her body. Okay. Take a step uh, back. They'll, they'll, wonderful. So they'll put her on the riding lizard. And actually, before I do this, um, Ash, would you like to do something before they get to act? <laughs> Because it's, it's still the, the turn. I shouldn't have moved on to them. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was definitely. I'm not trying to get noticed by a constable. So, like, yeah. I was willing to fight <laughs> if it came to it. But no, if they're leaving, I'm just going to stay back here. <laughs> that that a smart says I was pocket. not here. Mm -hmm. I love it. OK, cool. Just want to make sure I didn't skip your turn. Uh, so then on their turn, they're affected by the intimidation. Uh, they put their leader on her riding lizard. Um, and one of them kind of um, ties the reins. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. You know what's happening here. Um, and they mount up. Um, and they move a short distance away. And they turn around. Um, and with a sounding horn, they say, Akon will hear of this. And then they run back in the opposite direction. I mean, admittedly, we wanted Hakon to know about this when we returned the arm. We're just doing this in kind of an odd order of things. Where's that arm? <laughs> you um, can't take it. I'm not taking it. I just want to poke at it. <laughs> um, Reuven, with still his like big toothy grin, just like slaps Blaze on the back. <laughs> Good work. Yeah. Glances and says, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's another town we're not allowed back in. 
<laughs> Just over his shoulder to Val. Or Faye. Who's Val? <laughs> sure one of them can talk, the, talk their way uh, out of this for us. I, I actually realize Faye is actually possibly pretty good at talking to people because of his intellect with Edge. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm... I'm- good at talking to people mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah i know you were kind of the like the face thief sort of oh yeah that's role. true this miss mental control yeah yeah we can totally get back in it's fine guys yeah. i right. mean i get in a lot of places i shouldn't be let's go it's talk not to, like, hard let's go talk to this priest I, I, dog. I, I, dog. <laughs> yes. this is my favorite part that ruben is referring to the dog as an aeon priest absolutely it just makes sense it could have been transformed by a witch. Everyone else yes. can head back and blazes like he's fought for this ground, so he's going to hold it until those guys are long gone. Long gone. Oh yeah, yeah. They beat and feet just as quickly. Reuben like disappears back and and you know pops back up at the uh, entrance of the cave, like possibly beating uh, Faye, Right? Oh yeah. I I. I the 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 action of looking over there mm-hmm. is Reuven turning 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 there is Reuven I hate that they do that <laughs> it's not fair there's I think there's like it's not like a blink right it's more uh-huh. of a like just really fast mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah, yeah I like blur, that right? it's, I mean it's literally a sprint right yeah, yeah. Like a, a glitch just yeah. glitching like in glitch, right somebody's yeah. like running in place and then <laughs> appears suddenly over something lag lag, lag. <laughs> yes it's like well, the, be- yeah. the best part all the party right the whole group of us we, uh-huh. we watch Ruben yeah. start to lag and it's like yep uh-huh. yep watch and <laughs> and then somebody just gets dropped <laughs> yeah it's so good <laughs> it's hilarious uh it's fantastic <clears throat> that's uh I am eager to continue playing, but I am looking at the clock and I think that's probably a good time to pause. All righty. I've got to ask. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. I've got to ask real quick, though, <laughs> yeah. because it's it's going to bug me and I've got to put it in my notes. What is the name yes. for the dog? Because nobody yeah. fucking asked. <laughs> nobody asked the dog. That would be my next thing. Yeah. You want to ask the dog? Yeah. Can we what do that real the quick? Dog's name? <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. So you go up and you ask the dog's name and the dog says, good boy. Excellent. Yep. Boy. Before we sign up, can I just ask is it um a lot of games there's an option to do non-lethal damage? Yeah. Is it something in Numenera? Numenera? Yes. Yes. Okay. In, in Cypher system, you can choose when the 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 person is incapacitated, whether you have killed them or you've knocked them unconscious. Oh, that's okay, cool. mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Riven does not kill this person. Yeah. Just make it <laughs> no nobody accidentally kills anybody in right. Cypher System. Sick. It's entirely no That's players good. are forced to kill someone unless they want to kill someone. I like how open the book has it. Like, you get to describe exactly what your attack does. Yeah. So right. yeah. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, totally. My magnetic attack drill is totally non-lethal. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. Y'all gonna fuck around, maybe go watch Karen Laga and you can talk about fucking attack drill. I know it's already come up in chat. Uh, yep. <laughs> I'm very Fantastic. mad once I, once I realize I don't have the iodum to build it. So yes, mm. Faye is taking something apart eventually because I need that. Yep. My favorite anime of all time. So mm-hmm. you know it. It's so good. All right. 
So, uh, yeah, as you all come back into the cave after decisively defeating your temporary enemies, they flee into the distance. You walk up and realize you don't even know what the dog's name is. You all sit there and ask the dog uh, what his name is, and the dog says, good boy. And uh, we will cut scene there. Love it. Thank you, everybody. Um, it's a great pleasure to play in front of you, have you sit alongside us, play with us, make comments. I'd like to thank Onyx Path and Roll20 again and all our Patreon supporters. It's a real good time. Uh, Numenera is a wonderful system. I really like it. I'm excited that uh, our first session seemed to be really fun, and I hope you'll join us for the rest of them. Any of you have any words of wisdom, parting words you want to share with everybody out there? I am just going to throw out uh, Numenera is from Monty Cook. Um, that's right. Yes, not Onyx Path. Um, for no, any, that's... Yeah, for anybody following along and going, wait, what? School hmm. Monty Oh, Why would we say that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I just meant because of Occultist Anonymous. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy to rep MCG. Yeah, Monty Cook Games yeah. is the producer and distributor of Numenera, Cypher System, The Strange, and other wonderful games associated with it. I did not mean to imply (laughs) that it was a property, an intellectual property of Onyx Path. I do know there's quite a few folks who follow us because of Chronicles Darkness and stuff like that, and they're going, hang on, why haven't I heard of this? Different Mm -hmm. different publishers, folks, different writers. Indeed. Um, Indeed. It's it's called Future the Spacing. (laughs) (laughs) The really, really far future. Yeah. That's that's fantasy, the sciencing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) so uh thanks everybody uh stay curious